0: So this is the 13th Q&A podcast. I'm here with uh, my buddy Al Pinto. That's how we say it, Pinto, huh? Yeah, Spanish. Yes. So Al contacted me, and he did a handwritten resume that was awesome and very artistic. And I actually, you know, I actually thought it was, I mean, I'm not trying to be like I'm very artistic, but I actually thought it was my handwriting. It was on a desk. <laughs> it was on... Um, one of the girls' desk, and I walked by and I was like, when the hell did I write that? And I stopped, I looked at it for a minute before I realized it was your resume. So um, I thought it was cool. So I invited Al up to uh, meet with me. And uh, so we've been hanging out for a minute and he, he's a very interesting individual. So I just thought... I had all these questions out that he and I would do a podcast together today and answer some questions. So, Al, how are you doing? Good, great. Sounds good. We're good. Right. Let's do it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll interview you some first. So, okay. so how'd, you, uh, how'd you hear about
1: Q? What do you know about us? Why are you here? I'm here because I need money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, I need a job, and, um, you know, I, I love what you guys are doing up here, and I'm I'm just into the whole design process and everything, the artwork yeah. about it. Oh, well, thank you. I take that as a as a real compliment, judging by some of your art
0: that I saw. So yeah, you're definitely from around Boston with that accent. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's cool. So you're half Irish and half Spanish? Yes, yes, <laughs> That's a,
1: quite a mix. Yeah, <laughs> quite a mix,
0: yeah, yeah. The Bostonians are, are far more into the Irish than the Spanish, I believe. This is true, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Celtics. Yeah, they're not the conquistadors, huh? No. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's got to make for fun family Celtics is cool, going to the game sometimes. I love it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, you know, me being from the South, I didn't know how I would like New England. But, man, the Celtics and, like, I don't want to live in a city anymore, so I love New Hampshire. But for for those of you listening, we're 45 minutes from Boston. Um, New England is much closer together than all the southern states or if you're out west. Right. But man people in Boston are so proud so proud of their Irish heritage so proud of their sports teams where they're from it's it's a cool feeling it is it is yeah yeah I, I, I enjoy it so all right so I saw um you had a lot of pretty incredible graffiti
1: art yes yeah how long have you been doing that it's 20 years oh shit really yeah 20 years now you've been arrested doing it no. Oh, really? No. Well, you're, I, I you're try not to trying paint, hard enough. Yeah. I know. I try to paint legally when I can, you know. But if if there's an off space where you know people don't care, like yeah, abandoned buildings or yeah, something, right? If it's getting torn down, usually that's those are the spots. Oh, that's cool. Oh, well, that's wonderful and sort of depressing. Yes. Because um, you're gonna do this great art,
0: then it's gonna be knocked down. Yep. Yeah, that's that's but, like I feel that way occasionally when I do the box art here. And occasionally, you know how it is, like being an artist, it's like one out of a thousand things you do, you're really in love with. Right. And, uh, but man, when I do that one, and it's like almost, I had to get over it, like heartbreaking to see it leave, but then I'm so excited, you know, it's like somebody else will get to have it. I know this one I did of Kim Jong-un being this like fat kid wearing cargo shorts.
1: I saw that. (laughs) I saw that.
0: Yes, that was hilarious. (laughs) That was one of my favorite ones. (laughs) You know, and my son, he and I were doing them together that night. That was like a weekend. We're hanging out, watching some movies, and uh, we'd do it at the bar. And we had the TV and, and uh, pointing towards the kitchen, and we'd stand up and do it. I put the computer between us, and we would look up. Like we'd come up. He would come up with an idea for us to draw, and like, my kids are all artistic, fortunately. And then I would come up with an idea to draw, and we would both draw the same thing, but our own version of it. And his and that the favorite one I've ever the box art I've ever had is a little like Latino looking dwarf with a bikini a, f- a little fat one with a bikini and a fruit hat on. Yeah. Well his he just messed up his Kim John un So we converted it to like this this woman, this fat woman with a bikini and a fruit hat on. And it's my favorite one we've ever had. <laughs> so it's it's nice. Like Yeah, the box art's cool. I'm a fan mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, that that's that's cool. And I was glad it was well received because um you know, something I love doing. But yeah, not exactly professional or corporate, which I'm very, very proud of. Right. Um, you know, that's something I get a lot of hate about being not being professional, like with the little, the
1: little forum bags. Um, what, do you, what do you think about that? I think you got to make your own lane, and I think you did it, and you're on the right path. Thank you. Yeah, I kind of think like if you don't have people hating you, you're not doing enough.
0: <laughs> I was
1: I was just gonna say yeah if you, if people aren't hating on you, you're not doing it right. Period.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's like like I I love when somebody will message me occasionally like, you know you're a bald idiot and you know a stalker and haha you got arrested or uh, you, you're such an and they'll always say you're so unprofessional and I'm like.
1: well what do you do for a living because I get paid doing my job I think
0: that makes me a professional it's like hi nice (laughs) to
1: meet you uh but like when they don't know you people like to judge you immediately right
0: yeah that is that is an interesting thing about the internet and I guess it hurts a lot of people so people do this but like I just think it's so funny because you know like I have people I dislike in our industry right um and I don't dislike anyone because their products are good or bad or anything like that. Um, You know, like I don't like Marty Daniel. I think he's dishonest and a despicable human being. Um, And that's from my own personal experience. And what he did uh, to a kid that works for me that I was involved in and, you know, ended up um, paying for his legal defense. Marty sued him. Oh my goodness. But, you know, regardless, if, if, I like Daniel Defense as a company in some regards. Now, they're not innovative, they don't make anything interesting to me, but if I had a gun store, I would carry Daniel Defense ARs because I believe they're nice and they're well done. And you know, you you, you and I both are, are artistic and their stuff looks really nice and their fit is good. Like they build a good gun. Um, but this is something I try to explain to people. I would still buy a Daniel Defense or recommend one of their ARs. I do not like Marty Daniel as a person and I don't give a shit. Right. Yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't care about him or his wife or his family, like, none of that matters to me. Their product, when I'm talking about their product. And I know some people message me occasionally, they'll disagree with something I said or if I called someone out in the industry, say, I will never buy one of your products. Well, first of all, like, I don't care. Second of all, like we're really backordered, and and thirdly, like if you wouldn't buy a product because you don't like the person that founded the company, to me that's kind of ignorant, and you're kind of an idiot. Like, you know, and I think I said this in the last one. Like, I don't know, Henry Ford could have been the worst son of a bitch in the world. I don't know, maybe he's a great guy, but I really like Ford trucks, yeah. So that's what I buy, right? (laughs) But you know, if somebody makes a better truck, like I'm not blindly loyal to them if Chevrolet were to ever pull their head out of their ass and make a better product, like I would buy that product. Right. Um, and I don't care about the ownership. Are they going to provide me with good service? Do they have the best product? Like, is it a good value? Um, and, and yeah, that's sort of what I focus on and I want to do our own thing. Um, and it's not, I'm not driven to be different. I think I'm like driven for us to be who we are and comfortable and very proud of all of our products. Um, yeah, and the professional thing I love, like, I like wearing flip-flops and shorts. You know, I like drinking beer and cursing.
1: Right.
0: Um, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I I, I wanna be who I am. Um, and some people are gonna
1: like that and some aren't. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think you have to have fun at, at work, and it's not really work. It's, you know? Yeah. It, it, You get it done, and you go home with a smile on your face, not, why do I have to go to work tomorrow again? I I know, and
0: it's different for me because, and I don't know your upbringing, but with mine, like my parents were factory workers, they did not have happy work lives. And so what I learned was I don't want their life. And that's not a dig on my parents. My parents, very disadvantaged as children. They did very well. They were able to to provide my family with a great life and great experiences and good examples and things like this. Same. But I don't want their life. No. You know? And, <laughs> and I think that's the advantage they gave me. And, like, as a parent, like, I want my children to to have all kinds of experiences and education and make their own decisions. Exactly. Like, I don't want them to have my life. Like, you know, like, I've been a single dad for five-plus five years, and I'm constantly... Um, you know the choices that I made in, in in a wife, like just continue to haunt me. Like <laughs> I don't want them to make all the choices I've made. Um, but yeah, I mean hopefully they'll learn something from me. And I, I hope you know it was one reason I started Q is I want my children to know they can do anything. and right. My children are impressed. You know, it was like I was just on the cover of a gun magazine holding a skateboard. And um, you know they wanted when they came here to do that. You know there was two things when they contacted me. I said I'm not buying magazine ads, but I'm happy to support you. But I'm going to have input on the way we do the article because I because it's called Tactical Life, and I, like, I don't right. have a, I don't have a tactical life. Like I, <laughs> I got a I got a single dad life. Yeah, you know. And um, and I wanted it done my way and to represent our company our way. Know, and the, and they gave me that latitude. And, uh, you know, like my kids seeing that, it's cool. Like my my daughter was at uh, Barnes & Noble the other night. She sends me, she's with her friends, and she sends me a picture of of the magazine of me on the cover of it. And I'm like, oh, you know, this is one of the reasons I'm doing this. Um, And I'm going to do it my way. You know, because I don't particularly, I like guns a lot. I love hunting, love shooting, always have. Um, But I don't necessarily love the industry. And... I would be just as happy if I were making, you know, probably like you, if I were getting to make greeting cards or doing anything artistic, like I could find a passion for it. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I just sort of try to take that into this and not be different and abstract for the reason of being creative, but to try to identify the problems with, I'm a product guy, so I love product but products in our industry whether it be an optic mount or a rifle or ammunition or a silencer and how can we creatively solve those problems and make it efficient in the sense of we can get it to the customer at a good value then we're never going to be cheap because you know when you have half your employees be engineers like It just ain't gonna be cheap. It
1: gets a little expensive.
0: Yeah, but it can be a good value, you know. Like I believe the fix is the best value in any gun store in America. Like that gun is the most innovative
1: gun in at least two or three decades. Um, I agree. I haven't seen anything like that in quite a while. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, well,
0: let's go through some questions. Maybe maybe we'll ask each other some questions here. So 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 what this is is I. Um, ask the last few podcasts. I'm about to do some probably with Donald Trump Jr. I'm going to do one. And with Colleen Noir and a couple guys. Um, But I get so many questions. So the last few podcasts have just been questions people send in to our Instagram. And this is what I've printed out here for you and I. And people send them in. And some of them are stupid. We'll ignore. Okay. Some of them are very good and not things I would have thought of. So I love engaging with our customers or the fans. And
1: uh, we'll answer them and... Go through some of this. You you got one? Yeah. Okay. I, I got one for you. What? dunkies or krispy kreme oh, dunkin sh- donuts or krispy kreme it's <laughs> funny because krispy
0: kremes from the, where i'm from dunkin donuts from boston right krispy kreme all the way man you ever yeah. even had a krispy kreme yes i have oh, you had? like
1: once when it was in boston for like a month and then they took it out i think dunkin donuts was threatening them or so i don't oh, know yeah. who knows it's but, probably like a donut mafia oh yeah there. there's donut there's a dunkin donuts on every corner yeah what, what do you think did you like it or it's not your thing I like it. I love the donuts better, actually. Yeah. I oh, like you Krispy did? Kreme donuts yeah. better than, but I, I mean, I'm sure Krispy Kreme makes coffee, right? I just, I've never been. Yeah, to one. It's Yeah, it's not as good. Well, I will say Dunkin' Donuts coffee is better than Krispy Kreme, but
0: I drink black coffee, so I don't really give a shit. Right. But the, but you know, the problem is, well, you're skinny, so I don't know if you can. But like, man, you have, you have a few drinks, and you drive by that Krispy Kreme, and <laughs> You can like, smell you can, it. You can eat, you can eat a dozen donuts. Like they're, they're, they're so. They're, it's a lighter donut. Oh man, right? Yes, yeah, so I like Krispy Kreme. Um. Okay, well, I got, I got. Have you listened to any of the podcasts? I've listened to a couple of them. Okay, anyone in particular you like or a guest you like? I like the questions one. The question one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I got one. What guest would I like to have, and what guests have I had that I really loved? Um. Man, I love them all because most of these dudes are my buddies. Um. But I'm really excited to have one actually with Donald Trump Jr., um, who, who is a who's a friend of mine, a hunting partner of mine, and you know one thing is he's a very fortunate individual. Other yes. thing is he's a very unfortunate individual, <laughs> right. like being in the public light so much and and like a lot of the stuff that I know because we're friends, like people don't see on the news, but like the death threats and
1: threats against his children yeah. and me being a father like that kind of shit. I don't know how he takes it. That doesn't fly with me either. Yeah. Especially for friends. Yeah. I'm there for friends, especially when it comes to that. Well, just anybody. I mean, I say I hate Marty Daniel.
0: He's got a son, uh, like a 10 year old son. Oh my God. If somebody hurt him and I was there like, Oh my God. I shoot them. Right. Like, I I love kids. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So that, um, but, you know, Don grew up, and his his father is very pro Second Amendment. Um, You know, I can say that from my personal experience with the family. But, you know, his father doesn't go out and hunt and stuff. Right. Don and his brother Eric, but especially Don, like, he's devoted his entire life to hunting and shooting. Like, he loads over 30 calibers, he loads his own ammo. He um, shoots extreme long range. He goes hunting. I don't know how many hunting trips he goes on a year, but it's crazy. So I can't wait. I'm going to have him on soon, and I can't wait to do it because it's not going to be about the political stuff. Because you know what? We all kind of agree. Right. We all agree. And then there's the reality of there, there is going to be some restriction, and it sucks. But we all agree there shouldn't be. And he falls into that category. But I want to talk to him so people can see from the time he was a kid, he's been into guns and shooting. and like All he does is hunt and fish all the time. And um, that he is legitimate, and he is into it, and it's not a front. And uh, I think if his dad wasn't who he is, like Don's life would be, he would be a hunting guide, or he would work in the industry. Um, this is what he loves. So that's interesting. Uh, and a favorite guest that I've had on, um, I've had several, so many good ones, but I love, um, you know, like Todd Huey at Lone Star Boars is a is a wonderful human being and friend of mine, and I love Trey Knight. We've been friends, you know, he's been one of my best friends for 25 years. I love Knight's guns. Too, oh yeah. god, their stuff is so insane. His dad's my hero in our industry, um, and probably Chris Barrett. Like Chris Barrett, I am so proud of of someone who's about my age. He's a second generation kid. Um, you know, he went to work with his dad in high school and never left and he has made that company something special. And he is, Chris is a remarkable human being in the sense that he like really has a passion for education and he educates himself on everything constantly and he's the hardest working dude and I just super respect him. So
1: he's a standout in my mind. Um... Maybe we could throw them into this. What What about the, um, some recommended, oh no, well, some recommended 308 ammo for the fix. Uh, the fix, the ammo, there's, there's lots of good shit out there, so I'll preface it with that. Um,
0: my favorite stuff for hunting is the Hornady, uh, the 178 grain, I think, ELDX, and they've got a GMX of 165, and that's what I killed everything in Africa with recently. And then for shooting um, accuracy, I like the I still like the federal gold medal match. So those are my recommendations. Sweet. Um, I got one. Did the scope mount get canceled? Uh, the scope rail mount? No, it did not get canceled. Um, you know, we're just backordered and prioritizing that stuff. I can't wait for that to come out, but um, we're building our own machine shop now to be one of our own vendors. And uh, that'll be something that we'll do there. It's just, where do you fit it in when you got like such a long backlog? Do we, you know, I don't wanna diverge from the manufacturing the guns to an accessory, but then we promise customers accessories. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Um, but we're, we're trying to ramp responsibly. My biggest My biggest concern with ramping production is um, making sure we adhere
1: to quality standards. So trying to build a brand. Definitely. I have one right here for you. How did you and Ethan meet up and what's his vision? Well, I mean, if you can speak for him, uh, his vision for future design. Uh, Ethan and I met right after he, he was an intern at
0: SIG um, during college and right after he went to work full time. Ethan was actually the first degreed engineer at SIG in America um he and I met when my old company advanced armament was doing a military project with SIG and they needed silencers and uh you know he was such an enthusiastic kid so hardworking, and that means so much more to me like I think Ethan graduated with like a 1.9 or something but he's probably the best and smartest engineer I know um And he and I just kind of hit it off, and and we worked together over the, you know, several years at SIG, and then I hired him at Advanced Armament, and that's kind of how we met up. I mean, and his, he's, you know, it's been a long time because he and his wife are the godparents of my kids, and my son's 15, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we've been close for a long time. Um, What is the weight difference between the honey badger and the sugar weasel? That's a great question, and it's one to two ounces. I don't, I don't remember, but I know it's one or two. So we tried hard to keep it the same. It's pretty um, negligible. Yeah, it's nothing.
1: I saw something. Um, all right, shoot, Trash Panda. Yeah. Re- recommended for an AK. I mean, I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't really recommend AKs, but
0: yeah, it's fine for the AK. Any of the thirty caliber cans will work on the AK. Um, just, just make sure you've got a good muzzle, thread, and shoulder. So, sure, that's that's fine. How about this? PBR is owned by a Russian company. I, I, don't, I don't know what that means.
1: Pat's blue ribbon. <laughs> it, well, I know what PBR right, 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 Obviously, <laughs> right, obviously. <laughs> but but, I, I but I a know. Russian company? This, is, this guy is like, Russian busts. collusion.
0: <laughs> Kevin's a criminal and colluding with Russia.
1: Um, yeah, I don't particularly give a shit who it's own by. I'm not a fan of PBR anyways. Oh, is, but. oh, I love it. Yeah. Well,
0: growing up in the South, maybe that's a Yeah. But, um, it's a, it's a nice lunchtime beer. It's, you know, it's nice and light, easy drink. Um, any handgun plans? Can you make the best one? Uh, we don't have any current plans. I know who we're going to hire if we do. And handgun might be something, but that would be in five or six, five to 10 year range for us. It's, it's nothing on the drawing board now. Um, because it's like I've talked about in the past, like these sorts of projects are personnel dependent uh, and timing dependent. So to me, it's like, you know, I'm too old and been through too many relationships with personally and with companies to know to, to try to force things. Right. So, you know, if every the stars align, we'll do it. If not, like I don't, that's not why I come to work is to build one
1: particular product, you know, so right. I don't care. And what hey, else we got over here? What? What you got? 22 long rifle, micro fix ever, or some kind of magic thing that Q engineered. Yeah, we get
0: that a lot. People want us to do it. I tell you, three of the engineers here are dying to do a 22. Here's the problem with 22 in America. And there's some things about Europe that are cooler than America. And it's not a ton of things, but there are some things. And one that relates to our industry is that people are willing to spend money on rimfire guns there. Here, yes. it's like all us dirty rednecks think that um, twenty-two should be cheap. So, you don't get a great gun when they're all cheap. Um, I would love to build a twenty-two. Half the rounds I've fired my life are twenty-two. I carry one around with me at my farm constantly. I've shot so many things with it. Um, and I use, like, end shoots or something like that that's great quality um, for the most part. I would love to build one but you know how many people are gonna buy a two or three thousand dollar 22 rifle
1: like yeah probably not a lot probably a few though i mean a few that are into it what what's follow-up question what's your favorite 22 besides the ones that you own if you you know that you shot before well you know it depends i tell you i like um i like the little ruger uh, the ruger 20, mark four
0: yeah and 20, i love that thing Twenty two forty fives. i like those fine but I really love like the Hammerly 22 pistols, and I like the Anschutz rifles. I like the Walther rifles. Um, but you know, it, it, if you come and hang out at the farm, you know, because occasionally, like once a quarter, I'll take five or six guys from here down there. We we'll hang out for four or five days and go out at night and shoot raccoons and shit. But right. you know what we do is I generally have the little Savage 22 or the Ruger All American 22 bolt guns. And we'll have night vision set up on them. (laughs) And those guns are great for what they are. Um, I like them them fine. Um, You know, and you can, like, uh, you don't have to worry about them getting banged up and stuff. But we we don't have a lot of great American, high-quality 22 products here, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: I I shot uh, the the 22 AR from um, Smith & Wesson, I believe it was an all-polymer. AR. Have you shot that before? Yeah, that's
0: cool. That, that was another one I should have mentioned. I got that when my son was younger. I was wanting to start shooting the AR platforms. That's that, what I got him. This would be great for and, him. Yeah, and I SBR'd it, and we put a little silencer on it, and he shoots it a lot. Um, well, now, now, I mean, he's 15 now, so he shoots regular guns, but right. um, that I think that's a great one. They did a wonderful job with that gun. I like it a lot. Definitely. Um, what about, okay, any thoughts on the MR 416 MR556 rifles. Um, you know, I mean, I think they're they're good. They probably built as good or a better um, AR AR18 style gun than than most people. Um, but I think the guns are heavy. I don't think impingement is necessary. Uh, piston guns are really necessary anymore. Um, 556 five, and a short barrel doesn't make a ton of sense. For, for most applications, if you're really trying to kill shit, 300 blackouts way better. But, I mean, let's face it. HK, it's funny, because I think it's like any anybody, like, uh, it's windy at the top. Anybody that's really great or awesome at what they do, when when they make a mistake, it's real fucking news and people hate on them. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, and HK's made a couple of dumb things. But overall, HK's products, since conception I, I mean of the company have been phenomenal they're a great company they have great engineers a great culture for engineering great quality guns
1: and they kick a lot of ass i like their guns right. i'm I mean, a fan of their gas block with the end um what would we call it? the end the end end the top of the gas block that goes into the barrel with the cutout oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh in the receiver no, no, it's, oh, no it's a, Yeah, the Hangar gas. Hangar. It's the gas block on the in the barrel, and it, yeah. ha, it has an extra piece on the gas block that has a cutout into the barrel. Oh, that, so. That helps with that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they do a lot of just
0: uh, a lot, lot of detail mile. work. Yeah, they do. You know, the Germans and the Swiss and the Austrians are all really good at that stuff. The German engineering. Yeah, it's a cultural thing, right? They, definitely. They, I mean, HK is wonderful. I mean. You, you know, one thing... You know, this is the thing I love about, like, Trey Knight. To me, Knight's Armament's probably been one, from my standpoint, one of the most incredible gun companies in the history of the world. But Trey Knight, like, he loves H&K, too. I see him wear h hats all the time. <laughs> you know, so... I mean, that's a testimony to it. Like, right. they're, they're cool as shit. HK's cool, man. Um, best scope reticle for 16-inch 300 blackout AR. Um, if I had a... Uh, I have a 16-inch 300 blackout AR, I like, um, something with a ballistic reticle, uh, you know, a one to six, one to eight. Um, cause I want to shoot a 16 inch past probably a few hundred yards. I mean, for me, cause I'm trying to hunt. Um, uh, but I would say a lightweight, I like, I like the little voodoo one to six. I have a, um, Swarovski one to eight on my hunting rifle. It, it, anything with a ballistic reticle that you can learn to use, um, I think is fine. Something as I get older, now that I'm 45, I have to have a, a lit dot for like low light hunting. Where like at my late 30s, I didn't need it. So th- that'd be my answer to that. There's tons of good quality stuff out there. What do you think about Lewis Machine and Tool rifles? Um, uh, their stuff's nice. Um, it seems heavy, uh, but it's innovative, well machined. I think they make good stuff. I'm just not into heavy
1: shit, so... Right. I don't really care. I like the designs, LMT. Yeah, yeah, they're good. All right. Compare the Honey Badger
0: to the Ghetto Blaster. Oh, okay, so Mm Noveski's Ghetto Blaster. Noveski makes incredible guns, of course. You know, Johnny was one of my best friends, Um, and they've continued. Lorena's done a great job. They've continued to kick ass. They've got key people still in place. Um... But the Honey Badger and the Ghetto Blaster, the Ghetto Blaster's got an 8-inch barrel. The Honey Badger has a 7-inch barrel. We have an adjustable gas block. I don't think they do. They have ambi controls. We don't. Uh, they're a pound heavier. We make their stock and all for them. Um, we're a pound lighter. And and they do guns, good-looking guns in different colors. You can get several different colors where we only clear anodize. Right. And, to me, and, and they do 5.56, five, and we do only 300 blackout. They do both. So... Those are the differences. I think they're both badass guns. I've got one of the ghetto blasters. I think mine's 300 blackout. Um, It's great. Uh, Yeah, that's it. Got nothing to say negative about it. Um, I got one. Oh, this is a good one. What do you think about the KAC, the Knight's Armament Mark 23 suppressor? So for those of you that don't know, the Mark 23 was a government program. It was an offensive handgun program, which was stupid but this giant 45 called the Mark 23 um, ended up being the SOCOM designation. Uh, And it was for an HK pistol that was kind of based on a USP great pistol. I love it, but it's huge and heavy and kind of useless, but it is so accurate. Oh, the gun's so fun to shoot. Knights did a silencer for it, which is incredible, but it's heavy, but it was the first dry hearing safe 45 can, but I think it's only hearing safe on that platform dry and wet. It's incredible. Um, it was, they put so much R and D and effort into it. Um, know, Doug Olson was the engineer there then and, uh, Trey and his dad worked on it with Doug. And, uh, I think it's one of the best suppressors ever designed. He uses, uh, the initial ones used, um, uh, uh, stainless tubing that was crimped into a cone and welded. Um, The silencer's incredible. I love it. I've got one. Um, I think it's great.
1: I got a good one for you. What's your favorite state to visit and why?
0: Oh, man. It varies so much. Like, hunting season is a different answer from summer. Uh, Right now, I've been going to California a bunch with my son. Um, He and I are super into skating, and we were invited to the Vans pool party like a week or two ago and got to see all my heroes skate, Steve Caballero and Mike McGill, Lance Mountain, he won the Masters Division, Nicky Guerrero, Ben Schroeder, so a shout out to my boy Mike Hamill that went with me. Uh, my best friend from childhood that I learned to skate with lives out in L.A. So I got a uh, invite for him too, so we got to go together. And we started skating together when we were 12 years old, and those were all, you know, Bones Brigade were our heroes. Right. We to watch them <laughs> skate on the front row, man, it was awesome. Um, you know, and hunting wise, I love going to Texas. I love the Midwest. I've got a lease with my good buddy Ben Atkinson in Alabama. Um, and I love going to Alabama in hunting season. You know, um, I, I, I love New Hampshire. Um, where else have I been recently that I like, you know, the Northwest is cool to me. I love going out in the desert, you know, whether it's California or Nevada or Arizona and Mexico, Utah, uh riding dirt bikes. Um shit, I don't know, I like it all, man. I I'm proud yeah. to be an American. I like, <laughs> right. I like God. God. God bless America. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, for I lo- like Key West is super fun to me. Like Key Ford West is, is awesome. Florida's so weird. I love <laughs> Key West and like I love Alaska. So I might go with some friends um, this summer to Alaska, um, but that's another great state to hunt in. So you know, I just like it all. Good. Uh, yeah, Alaska's sick. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. best forty-five silencer for a pistol. Um, the current one. I mean, I love the Mark Twenty-Three, but it's heavy and they're not really available. Uh, the Tyrant from AAC, my old company. The Tyrant forty-five is the best I've ever metered. So I would still say that. We're gonna, we'll come out with the Erector 45. It'll probably be next year at this point. The Erector 9 will come out at this point, or uh, this year. But that's what I would say. You got one? Uh, I did. Just. Uh... Oh, uh, favorite beer. I, I still, well, I'm go. drinking uh, Stone IPA still, which is a local brewery here. They do such a great job. Um, it's still my favorite, but I don't know. I just like cold, cold. You drink ciders cold. at all? <laughs> yeah, if I'm dating a twenty year old, <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, I like ciders too. Yeah, they're good, but you know, like I just gain weight so easily now. I don't like drinking, like I gain even more drinking ciders. But right.
1: um, yeah, they're good. That's what
0: Down East makes a good cider. Oh, Down East is awesome. East, the girls yeah. here, that's what they drink. We get that for them. Oh,
1: nice. So that's my favorite uh, thing to drink. Right? Yeah, how we <laughs> <I'll be> drinking <laughs> with the girls? <laughs> yeah, that's that's in Boston, isn't it? Yeah, Down East. Yeah. All right. How about this one? Um, how come we don't see Q at events like Shot or and the NRAAM? Oh, that's a good one. Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons, but I just we don't go to Shot Show.
0: Um, it's expensive and it's a big commitment, and, uh, and and I and I did it for 20 years, and it's exhausting to me. And now, like the last five years, like I have full custody of my kids. So, like, traveling is different for me now. Um, and, you know, I kind of made a commitment for my kids to not have nannies and stuff. So, so I'm, I'm very involved with my kids. And I don't want to go for a week or two unless it's something I really want to do. You know, I usually go on a, a hunting trip or two a year. That's really the only time I'm gone. Um, but, you know, the rest of the industry is suffering. And we're almost a year backlogged. Like we're four months back ordered on silencers right now. Right. Like I don't need to do shows. Like like I might do a show if, if they paid me to go. Right. Um, but outside of that, and I like NRA because I like interacting with uh the end user, but still it's like what do I do? Take engineers out of here when we're working on production and building guns to like go to a show to sell more guns when we're back well, it just seems dumb to me. And I don't like the, the shows. I don't like the way the industry's run. I don't like distribution. Like I want to be Sort of, um, you know, I want to be the spark that changes all of that stuff. To make it, you know, not cost a company 50 to 100 grand to go to SHOT Show. Right. To, to make it more, uh, to interface better with the users. To get, for it to be more efficient. And I'm working on a, a thing that we'll do for media. Because, you know, SHOT Show, it's just dealers and distributors and stuff. So the public can't come there. But I'm working on a deal for that I'm going to start doing with media where we're going to go to like a private ranch and have an event for them that uh, I'm going to host and control and it be more like a party and a good time. That's That's a sh- good shot idea. show is a lot of work. Is not fun. Like I have fun generally about anywhere I go, but um I think for most people it's it's not fun. And I think if I want media or distributors to come spend time with me, this should be something they want to do. Just like I feel an obligation, as you see here, you come to visit today. I feel an obligation to my employees that this is a place you want to be. Right. Um, you know, it's like when we do t-shirts, like when we do the mystery shirt that we just did, I want the mystery shirts, like we put a lot of work into it and we're so thankful and grateful for the people who trust us and send us their 26 bucks to do a mystery shirt and and all. But... We put so much effort into that, because I want you to love it when you get it. Like, I, you know, it makes no difference to me if we do mystery shirts. Like, the money that we get from that is nothing. It's a creative exercise, and that's my own way to market and to build excitement for our brand. Like, I don't get money for it, really. Like, it probably costs me more than we charge, but, but I love it, and it makes sense to me as we're trying to build a brand and really connect with our customers. So I just think these things are more important to me than doing doing a show, and I think it's working because, like, we're kicking ass. Nobody else has a back order right now,
1: right? Yeah. Oh, I have a good one right here. <clears throat> All right, suppressor covers, worth it or not? Nah? I guess I'll throw Magpul in there too with their suppressor oh, cover. That's great. Um, I say no. They're
0: heavy. They're expensive. It's an additional part. Um, it depends on the use though. Like the mag is really for guys, if they have the four sixteen with a silencer and they're hammering down some stuff and they gotta sling the gun to cuff someone or to do something, so the silencer doesn't burn their leg or set their clothes on fire. That's a good idea. Um, so that's that's the, so that makes sense, but the mag so those certain guys need that one, but it's so so heavy and big and bulky. I don't like it. You know, Ethan did something brilliant here. He came up with a Cerakote mixture that met the, um, mirage requirements for a mirage cover for the PSR thing for the sniper rifles without us having to have an additional 50 to hundred dollar part that adds, you know, 10 ounces to the gun. That's I mean, really the way it should be done. E- Ethan did that. And, uh, we've done it for some of the military groups. Um, but I also hate painting shit, but it's better than putting a cover over
1: something. I agree.
0: Um, thanks for not over-engineering and uh, bullshit and providing smart, effective products. Well, thank you, Robert, that is very nice. Uh, what weight grains optimum for the 308 fix? I think I covered that earlier. If you um, shoot the gold metal match, they have two different weight grains, they both shoot good if you want wanting accuracy. The Hornady GMX and a 165 or the ELDX and a 178 are great. Um, odds of another podcast where you discuss the history of the industry, designs, origins, et cetera. Okay, I'll do that next. So I'll start asking questions for that one. That would be good, because I see especially as some of the haters try to recreate history that you know happened when they were in middle school and I was there. Um, I'll fill those questions and give honest answers from you know someone who was there and is not doing Google research on it.
1: All right, so uh, this goes to the haters right here. Um, <laughs> does the Q Parity account get under your skin? Which is news to me. I didn't even know they had a parody <laughs> account about you. But no, no. Um, you know, the thing is, well, I don't. I don't see how it would
0: in any way. I'm trying to think of a way it would get under my skin. Um, I don't. If they involve my kids, I might right under my skin, but, but <laughs> you don't cross that uh, line. Yeah. Right? It's like, uh, you know, like talking about me, like I fuck up a lot and I'm the subject to stuff and I'm the best at what I do. So, you know, I expect it and I don't care. But that account, I think you're talking about, that's just, that's, uh, one of the wannabe haters that has, that works, doesn't own, he works, um, at a company and they're trying to compete with us. And, right. um, so I think it's hilarious because that little idiot spends his time. Because like, I see him all over the forums. <laughs> he's such a little douchebag. I see him all over the forums and Instagram. Like half of his time he's awake is spent hating on me. And what I love is because he's a reasonably smart kid, but he's just stupid in the sense of being immature and um, not effective at his job, is that... All the time you spend on like creating Instagram accounts and going on forums writing about me is time you're not working. Exactly, and, and you live rent free in his head all day long, <laughs> right? So <laughs> yeah, and it's like you know you, you can try, you know, the, the thing like that is no one that's he's never done anything of any relevance, mm. um, and and those people would never bother me. Mm. Like now, if it were Chris Barrett or. Read knight or mr heckler or mr cope like if they were critical of me I, I would probably listen to that and it might affect me some but like these little fags that go around doing this um you know and attaching photos and rewriting history and providing links and their own narrative things that happen like I just think it's hilarious and I laugh every time. And then somebody prints them out here at the office and and we like drink beer and laugh about it. (laughs) But no, I don't... Like, I can laugh at myself. Like, you know, I'm successful not because I'm I'm really smart. I think it's like I'm motivated. I'm reasonably smart. um, I have grit. And I'm willing to make mistakes and fuck up. So, like... I know when I fuck up like you pointing it out doesn't like if you can offer me a solution to where I can improve that's fine but like it's just like if you called me bald right now like, right you're not gonna offend <laughs> me <you know? laughs> like, like motherfucker I know I'm bald like what do you offer me a hat <laughs> I, like, know. <laughs> so I, I don't know so yeah I, th- I think it's funny I think it's great I think they should continue to do it and you know, if we weren't kicking the shit out of everybody, they wouldn't be making memes about us. Right.
1: So we we encourage him to continue. Yeah, I think he should because he gives us a good laugh. He should. Sp- <clears throat> yeah, he should spend his time doing it. I mean, I don't know. He's in the middle of nowhere, not building shit.
0: That's what he ought to be doing. What else is he gonna do?
1: I know. Oh, here we go. Um, this is a simple one. Where can I view, listen to your podcasts? Oh, I
0: think everywhere. I don't really know about these sorts of things, but I can find out. But. I think I Google it in iTunes and find it. Yeah. Um, but we usually have links on our uh, you can go to our website and there's links on there. and then also generally at, uh, on our Instagram, when we publish them, we provide a link. But uh, you know there's some sort of app for Android, so it's on like three places I know, because I just sort of zone out in this meeting, but um, we have a meeting about some of the marketing stuff sometimes, and they tell me this stuff, and I forget. But I think it's iTunes, something for the i, uh, for Android, and somewhere else. Uh, yeah, if you but, have an iPhone, you can get it on iTunes. Yeah, or you can find it on our website, or, or just send an email to info at liveqordie and they'll tell you where. Uh, favorite optics for honey badger. Mm. I've got two uppers for mine. One I have a Sirotsky one to eight on, which I had a Voodoo one to six before that. I love that. I use that for hunting, and um, the other one I have a little. Currently, I have an EOTech. They sent me with um, the 300 Blackout with the green deal uh, with two little dots, super and subsonic. I like that a lot. The EOTech's a little big and heavy, um, but I also like, uh, but I use it I think it's the fastest. So that's probably why I keep it on there. Um, but I also like the aim point, and I really like the little Trijicon dot. So all those high quality little dots, I don't like the Chinese ones, like I ain't putting a Vortex on mine. Right. Um, which those are probably okay, but I don't use them. Um, but I like the Trigicon. I like the Aimpoint. I know Aimpoint just came out with the new one that Larry Vickers said was real good. And, you know, I trust him. Uh, Seeing so those little lightweight, compact ones, I like the, I had the Woolpole um, Delta Point Pro on for a while and I love it. It's the lightest, most compact. But oh, man, I we like were, that we, thing too. Yeah. I was out in Texas though hunting and it was like super sunny, no shade. And I had a hard time finding the dots. Um, in the middle of the day yeah, so, And I couldn't make it any brighter So I didn't like it So I took it off immediately And that's when I put the EOTech on And I can adjust the brightness To where, you know, 110 degree day in Texas With no clouds I can find the dot at noon So,
1: Well, alright Second part question to that question yeah. Do you like the throw levers That they have on, per say, like an Elcan optic That switches no. from 1 to 4 oh. immediately Or do you like the Ooh. Do you like the zoom in the middle? No, I like the I like
0: that flip from one to four. But the elk cans are just heavy generally.
1: Yeah. If there are. was a
0: lightweight one, I think that's tits. Like if somebody did it on a mount, um, like we we did a prototype here actually, and I know um, an engineer that you with me, and Ethan, Eric, uh, Burt, who is Reptilia, who they do awesome scope mounts now. He was one of he he and Ethan did the honey badger for me. Um, smart kid. Uh, I think. Maybe they were working on a mount. We were working on one. and Maybe Wilcox did one. So eventually having a mount for the little red dots where you can uh, flip for elevation, it won't give you magnification, would be cool. But I, I like those L cans. They're just too heavy for practical use. If you have it on a machine gun, it's cool. But I'm right. not going to put it on the, a four and a half pound honey badge.
1: Yeah, and that sculpt mount that I saw that does have like a lever that brings it up, yeah. that's wicked heavy too, I believe.
0: Yeah, so you got to do one that's not, that's durable, that works good enough. That's that's not super heavy. I mean, the honey badger's only four and a half pounds. Right. So if you add a pound to it, I mean, that's significant weight increase.
1: So speaking of weight, yeah. What do you think about the rifles with cutouts? I think it's like stupid. F one and all that. Well, I don't know who they are. So I'm not gonna. They make the cutouts on the like next to the bolt carrier per se. Yeah, I'm not into that. Me neither. Um,
0: I think skeleton drilling the holes to allow it dirt and dust and all for some people shooting competition it's probably cool so i don't want to say that it doesn't work in every scenario but for my use and why we build guns um because you know the honey badger was was designed and made to shoot people right <laughs> and and you know, that's not what i use it for but right i shoot pigs and deer and coyotes and you know like i hunt with mine so it's kind of the same thing you know i have it in my players I have it in my jeep it gets dirty it gets in the mud so like Cutting holes and Just stuff. Just wouldn't
1: be feasible.
0: No, I mean, I think it's where you see the brilliance of the fixed rifle As we started from scratch. So using modern material selection, modern manufacturing methods, modern design, we have material where you need it. We don't put material where you don't. So when you start with a Remington 700 or you start with an AR, fortunately the AR was like 50 years ahead of its time. So right. it's not as bad, but you start with a Remington seven hundred, a Mauser essentially. You, if you want to make it super lightweight, you got to start doing that kind of stuff, and it's it's not good. You need to start from scratch. So I, I'm not into that. But if you shoot, I don't know what competition that would be, but it's a three gun or something. Yeah, or? it's probably fine. But but I'm not going to use it for hunting. You know, right. you spend a week hunting something and then have it go awry because I had holes in my damn (laughs) receiver All right, what have we got here oh somebody asked what is the meaning of Q I was gonna Um, say that's it yeah (laughs) I'm I'm not well I've never said I'm probably never gonna say but I mean the reality what it means for most people is I wanted an iconic logo and a very short name something we can engrave very small or embroider or engrave it big um and it'd just be more of an icon than a name. You know, I'm not Marty Daniel. I don't want to name something after me. Um, right. You know, as big an ego as I have, I didn't name my kid Junior, and I'm, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't name the company after me. You know, to me, this company belongs to all of us that work here. Um, so it, it, it's just... It's, it's just a name, you know, like Oakley, they have their O or the Nike swoosh. I just wanted
1: to combine that. All right. And that's all it is. I got a good one right here. Yeah. Does the bottle rocket reduce re, uh, recoil more than the Cherry Bomb?
0: Yeah, of course. That's why we built it. Right. So the Cherry Bomb is a very effective, compact, lightweight muzzle brake. The Cherry Bomb or the bottle rocket goes over it and adds two additional chambers. Oh, so the idea was to create additional chambers for further recoil reduction. So yes, that's the whole purpose is to reduce recoil. And the cherry bomb counts as a chamber in itself, right? Yeah. And you cover it up. And so it's a, it's a chamber itself. Um, company you would recommend for tapering and throwing a 700 barrel. I think it's called bullseye, something in Kansas. Um, it's actually one of the engineers here, his father, um, we've set him up to thread barrels for people. Um, and he's done great work. You can probably find him on our Instagram. Or The thing to do, I'm sorry, I should have written the name down, I knew it earlier. It's bullseye something. You can probably do an Instagram search. Uh, but, or email info at com and ask them and they'll give you all the contact info. All
1: right, what do we got here? Um, well, I think you, are, you already it's already out there but maybe for those who don't know uh when when will, are people going to see the sugar weasel oh okay so the sugar weasel would have shipped two weeks
0: ago and you know part of the way we're able to bring the price down is using more parts commonality for ars because ars are artificially low um price wise because of parts commonality and they just make so many of them so uh sugar weasels would have shipped two weeks ago so by the time this comes out it would have been a month ago because it's probably take two weeks to come out but Um, but we got in the most common part, the carrier, and it was out of spec. Mm. So we had to get another 500 carriers in. Um, so it delayed it, uh, almost two weeks. So they're coming out now, but it's the first, it's exciting. It's the first gun we've never done a pre-order on. So we're going to offer them to individuals first or through the website. We'll ship it that day. They'll be in stock and then it'll open up to distributors um, and within a month or two or whenever that demand slows down from the, the end customer, but it's a great value and that gun's awesome. And uh, I'm interested to see how the market reacts because it is kind of a, a kind of a low bar for, for us, but you know, the idea was uh, with the Honey Badger, the receivers and the stock are very expensive. So we replace those with more common parts and we can deliver a gun that's almost $1,000 cheaper to our, to our customers. You know, a lot of our customers are young, too, so right. I appreciate that. I remember when I got out Definitely. of college, didn't have a lot of money. And, um, so that's what that's for. Um, mini shipping date and 6.5 Grendel barrels. Uh, 6.5 Grendel barrels will probably be end of the year, early next year. Um, and the 300 Blackout pistols in a Mini will probably be um, Q4 this year. Um, you know we're just we're just behind, and part of it has been um, manufacturing sourcing, and a big part has been order velocity has been way higher. This isn't like some of these wannabe companies that show stuff and then can't produce it because they realize, you know, a silencer that should cost a thousand dollars costs them three thousand to make. You know? <laughs> right. But this is this is we're shipping guns every day, um, and. Production is increasing at an increasing rate, and order of velocity is outpacing that by several fold. Uh, it's starting to plateau a little now because people are getting used to the backlog, which is good because um, by the end of summer, uh, production will have increased probably doubled from this time which is great so we should be able to get caught up like i want to get caught up look i want to develop new guns i want to ship more guns i want your money (laughs) (laughs) we're not trying to be jerks about it it's just i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take advantage like i don't think we're a fad and i don't want to react that way and try to capitalize right now on all the money we could get i'm trying to build a brand and something that will service the customers long term. Like I'm very disappointed with the way Advanced Armament turned out, um, and I don't like personally that a lot of customers got screwed. Uh, and so I'm trying to do this one for the duration, and and we're gonna we're gonna ramp and design and build and support the customers, you, you know, in that manner. That that's our focus,
1: not to get rich today or. Um, this is a good one. Uh, how much patience does it take to answer the same questions on IG all the time?
0: <laughs> you know, it sometimes it's a pain in the ass. Man, I got three kids that are like a year apart, like, I, I get that all the time. Like, you know, um, it's okay. Uh, I'm just glad people are asking, I guess. Right. The hardest part, design on the fix rifle, um. I'm probably not the person to ask. I designed, out of six of us, I designed the least amount of things. Um, The cam was difficult, uh, but the hinge for the stock is incredibly brilliant and difficult and one of the hardest parts, although that seems stupid. But you'll never see anyone complain that they've got a loose hinge on their gun and they'll have a loose folding stock. And that's the brilliance of that design. It's one of the things I'm most proud of. Um, and, and Brian, uh, the engineer here, that's all he worked on, I think on that gun for the most part. And he is one of our smartest guys. And, uh, uh, I love that hinge because Nick, who is the head designer of the gun, he didn't want a folding stock because he, he'd never seen one that wasn't loose. Yeah. So it was like pissing him off that I was insisting on a folding stock. <laughs> so I talked to Brian, who's probably our biggest nerd here. Uh, he's one of the coolest dudes and, I was talking to him about the hinge and, um, he said, yeah, I've got an idea. We can do one that as it wears, will continue to stay tight and never get loose. And, uh, I think it took him about three months and he had to design one that we could metal injection mold and also one we could machine until volumes got to that point. Mm. And, um, so it was a ton of work and it's a difficult part to make, but it's, it's one of the most brilliant parts on a modern
1: firearm. So I'm very proud of that. Oh, I think this is a setup right here. All right. <laughs> All right. Which buddy do you prefer? Christy Swanson or Sarah Michelle Gellar? Maybe Christy or Sarah's asking you that. I'm not sure.
0: I don't Who is this? I don't
1: Do you know either of these people, Christy Swanson or Sarah Michelle Gellar? I'm pretty sure she was uh, Oh, that's an actress. Was. Was my buddy's girlfriend for a minute. <laughs> is that Buffy uh, the Vampire Slayer, I right? Think so Yeah, my buddy went out with her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Christy Swanson. What she look like? Hmm. I have no clue. I don't know who Christy Swanson is actually. I don't know, she sounds hot. Yeah, come in and we'll say hi. I'm I'm unsure. Um, Favorite
0: type of beer, you know, I don't know. At this point, like I like IPAs. Uh, This summer, I generally like uh, something lighter. Um, I just, I like beer. I mean, I like all alcohol, really. Um, We're not super picky. Favorite from Chick-fil-A, Ross, you son of a bitch. Um, Yeah, I miss Chick-fil-A. My my favorite thing, current, you know. um, No, my favorite thing Chick-fil-A is a Chick-fil-A sandwich, actually, with pickles on it. But I eat everything, man. Chick-fil-A is just like they've done so good. We should all aspire to to do what Chick-fil-A has done to fast food. I like Chick-fil-A
1: myself. I know you guys have some down there now. I, I don't know if there's any in... Well, there might be one in Boston, but uh, yeah, I haven't been right. to any in Boston. Oh. I, I've been to some down um, further down south, I believe. yeah, yeah. They just put one in Methuen close to here. We've got
0: one, in, well, two in New Hampshire, both in Nashville. One's in the mall and one's a freestanding. Uh, they're wonderful. I miss it. Um, yeah, and in the morning, I like the chicken biscuit add bacon, egg, and cheese, which is a, a real meal. Man, that's delicious. Right. You know, up here, I saw the other day. I took I took my son. We went skating at the Nashua Skate Park, and so we always go twice. We go down there to skate. We eat breakfast there. We go skate. We eat lunch there. We come home, and uh, they have like fish tenders now, like fish sticks up here.
1: Yeah, it's freaking great. They have this <laughs> frosted
0: key lime shake. Oh my God, it's a miracle! I don't weigh three hundred pounds. Um, wouldn't it be good to release a three thirty eight? Yes, silencer. Uh, yeah, so I, I get it. It does make sense to bring the 338 silencer out before 86 blackout comes out. Um, the issue is we're we're four months back ordered on silencers right now. So I think this month we cut it down to about two and a half months. We've increased production, uh, and we want to bring the jumbo shrimp and the 338 can out. But we're not going to cut into the current back orders to do it. We're going to try to get that squared away. And trust me, I want it too, because I hunt. And I have Ethan right now hand-loading me 8.6 ammo if Hornady doesn't get it to me. And um, I hunt with that, and I need uh, a,
1: a, a real silencer for it. We, we bootlegged one here for it. I have an RA one right here, this is pretty good. Uh, yeah. Any any good manufacturing tech trends you see that haven't made it to the gun world yet, if you can think about one Ooh. off the top? Some cool stuff I've seen is this spray titanium
0: that's really neat. Um, so it'd be a way, kind of like they wrap barrels with carbon fiber, they do a spray with titanium for that now, uh, that would be awesome. Um, yeah, there's all kinds, like the world is changing, like on a daily basis. I agree. So I I don't want to say a couple of the others that we're looking into. Um, but yeah, there's a lot and we pay attention to it and you know, we got a lot of nerds here. Um, and you know, what can we integrate that makes sense? And, And so we're constantly looking at that. And that's a very exciting part of the industry with me being a product person. Like I love the idea of being able to produce things differently or more efficiently and, and, you know, we're not jumping jump, – like, we've been 3D printing silencers. Ethan and I won a military contract, Advanced Armament, 10 years ago with 3D printed silencers. So, you know, like Daniel Defense or none of these companies invented that. And people have done it even before us back then. Um, but we're paying attention to this stuff. And when it makes sense, we integrate it into production. And sometimes, like, we've integrated some, the manufacturing right now, into silencers and rifles, and we don't discuss it because we don't want the – griffin armaments or the cgs or the daniel defense is copying it right um so we'll let them figure some of that stuff out on their own i got i got one somebody says number one set up for coyote hunting in the northeast it's a 16 inch fixed rifle man um i would use a honey badger most of the time but i have some that come in sometimes at 100 to 150 yards and with the 16 inch mine's a 6.5 you guys probably don't have that yet but I've got a a 308 and 16 inch too. That thing, either one of those is great. So that's a setup I like. It's lightweight, it's compact. I can shoot it quickly.
1: All right, what do you think about this one? Um, Honest thoughts on the dead air wolf, man. No bullshit.
0: I hadn't really looked at it. Um, If it's still that heavy stainless steel nine millimeter can, like I don't like heavy, and there's definitely no reason to have a stainless steel nine millimeter can. Um, But dead air products are are generally pretty freaking nice. Um, But heavy is stupid to me, especially for a nine millimeter. Like, you know, I've got a pin gun that weighs three ounces. It's a nine millimeter. You do not need a pound and a half silencer for it, so. Right. I I think that's silly. Why 300 Blackout? Like, I don't don't really get that question. Like, send something more detailed, maybe. But um, 300 Blackout, if you want a short barrel, and you want it to offer terminal ballistics that are effective on animals. 300 blackout is good. Um, 556 is not. And in a short barrel, it can provide the power of the AK and the sound of an MP5 SD. So it's if you want a short barrel and you want to kill stuff, 300 blackout's a shit, basically.
1: All right, so let's go to this one then right after that. Um, Will we ever see something like the Honey Badger in 8.6 made by you guys, Q?
0: Yeah, I I think you probably will. We'll see. I mean, the Honey Badger is kind of becoming a brand of its own. So I I think you will. I mean, every podcast or every month I get more convinced that that's going to happen. But it's got to make sense. We're not going to do it just to throw some bootleg stuff out there. We can do it a product that we're proud of, um, then we'll produce it. And if we can't, then maybe we just help Neveski and, uh,
1: you know, some other companies produce them. Um, Why do you use heat-treated stainless instead of nitride? Um, Well, nitride
0: for us doesn't offer any benefit. And, you know, we'd have to send it out for that and it can affect... Uh, some of the surface finish and the tolerances. Um, we use just the heat treated stainless because it gives us basically unmolested angles and surfaces to be able to align and provide uh, the proper taper with the silencers. Um, you know, we saw at SIG that offering an external coating on the muzzle devices, we couldn't control the thickness, so sometimes it would have a negative effect on the taper. Um, that would cause misalignment or for silencers to come loose. So we corrected that with a finer pitch thread and not offering finishes on the brakes. And, and you know, mark my words, just like everything else the industry's copying that we do, you will see companies start to copy the muzzle brakes and not putting a finish on them and heat treating
1: them. Right, I, I've seen that recently, actually. Yeah. Um, somebody asked
0: me, 300 blackout versus 8.6, will there still be a use? Yeah, 8.6 is for 308-based guns, Um, The guns will be bigger and heavier, but the supersonic cartridge is kick ass. Shoot Cape Buffalo with it more, 12 and a half inch barrel, more energy than a 16 inch, 18 inch, 308. The subsonic will be a 300 grain plus expanding that's as quiet as a 22 silenced. Um, So it'll be great for killing, but the gun's bigger and heavier. So you use it when you need to. You know, you use a three hundred blackout when that's all you need. You know, the eight six gun's probably going to weigh six and a half pounds. The the honey badger weighs four and a half pounds. Like, what what, what is it that you want? You know, <laughs> it, when I go to Alaska to shoot, you know, a grizzly and brown bear, i use the eight six. <laughs> yeah, I would use that too. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, if I'm you. in the south, I
1: use three hundred blackout. All right. Um, well, this is I actually like almost a um, second part question to the eight point six. But are you still trying to figure out the ideal twist rate for eight point six?
0: Yeah, we're still working on it. working on it with Hornady. So it's going to be somewhere between one and one and one and three.
1: Oh wow! All we, right.
0: We don't we don't know yet. Still, because th- where we are now, we know that range works, but we're trying to identify what bullet bullet weight works the best. So when
1: we determine that, then we'll determine the twist. And um, I don't even know if this is um,
0: feasible right now. Guards? Yeah,
1: because uh, you guys oh. don't. Well, yeah, you do sell handguards. Yeah, hand I
0: mean, look on the website. I don't know how much. <laughs> <guard>. <laughs> like,
1: livecuredie.com. Uh, like, uh, I love questions that people can look up themselves you know, in like, a second. Like <laughs> Google an <laughs> asshole. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. Back
0: in the day, I would have remembered all the prices. Right. I don't know. <laughs> uh, handguards, like, two to 300 bucks. I don't know how much they are. Um, but liftcuredie.com, they're on there. We occasionally have them in stock. Um, inventory's been spotty just because we're producing so many guns, and we're not going to sell a handguard to not ship a hand or, uh, a rifle. So, uh, you know, we're, we're we're increasing that as well. But all this stuff, it just takes time. Um, so that's kind of where we are. Uh, how can I get a proof research barrel for my fix uh, through them or you? Occasionally we have them. Occasionally they have them. You just got to keep checking. There is no constant source right now. We're hoping to remedy that with them pretty soon. In um, Proof Research's defense, they're waiting on us uh, to provide them with more barrel extensions. But barrel hmm. extensions are all going into rifles right now. So so that's a... We're kind of failing them.
1: Right. But so barrels kinda- will be
0: available. The switch barrel thing wasn't a scam. wasn't a bait and switch. Um, you know... We thought we would sell a third as many guns as we're selling right now, so, so the barrels are going in the guns. All right. <laughs> what is your approach when it comes to designing and redesigning product? Um, if we're designing a product, the, the approach is what is the goal, what is the best thing? Um, and you know, from there it always, it splits off. What's affordable, what can we do, what manufacturing methods are feasible? Um, when it comes to redesigning a product, like what's the problem with the product is the first thing. How can we make it better? How do we manufacture it better in a way that we can get it to the customer at a good value? And and that's basically it. That's pretty simple.
1: Um, can, can people get a sneak peek at the blast shield?
0: No, I haven't even seen one except um, we printed one out here. So I was going to say I have them. no
1: clue what the blast shield even is. Goes over the cherry bomb. Okay. Um, so uh, direct sound forward. Oh, okay. Yeah, something like the almost like uh, Noveski's pig, right? Oh, is yeah. that what it is? Like, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So a lot, of, lots of companies make them. This isn't anything new. Um, I we we printed out about five or six different ones. I worked on the design with Patrick here, our industrial designer, and uh, I finally agreed to one and. I think they're doing this week, but I haven't seen a metal one, so I can't provide any pictures. But um, it's nice, and it's sleek, and it goes with the lines of the gun. You know, Patrick and I are super queer for that stuff, so we put a lot of effort into it. So, you know, truth be told, I did the bottle rocket, and I hate it. It's disgusting and (laughs) ugly, but it's an effective product. It works well.
1: Um, The Blast Shields is a good-looking product. A new market, I mean, I don't, uh, a new market you would get into if you still had corporate level resources like uh, FN, SIG, Smith & Wesson, etc. So, a new market. I I don't
0: know. If it's within the industry, I mean, I I imagine my son and I could start a skateboard company. Right, you've done the skateboards. But uh, with guns, I mean, as I get older, I probably, a shotgun, Um. I'd love to do a handgun, but I know how much work that is. Yeah, there's lots of things I would do. I mean, we have a list of like 50 things we want to do. Right. right? Part of it is resource, whether that be human or finance, or you know, um, you know, machining, whatever. And then part of it is um, timing. Like, w- w- what's viable? Just because I want something doesn't mean we're going to do it. If it doesn't make sense for you know, the current market, we're not going to do it. I'm not going to force it. I don't care. I'm happy enough. Um, but yeah, I would love to do a shotgun cause I think we could do something a little better. I love Beretta and I love Benelli, but no, I think Benelli's we could do something. Nice. Yeah, they're great. I think we could do something better. And, and I love handguns, but I don't, you know, now I used to target shoot and competition shoot a lot, <laughs> excuse me, but now I just like target shoot at my farm, screwing off with my family and I hunt. So I don't really use handguns. Right. I, don't, I don't hunt with a handgun. Um so I don't care about handguns that much. And I live in New Hampshire, so I don't generally have to worry as much about being mugged and robbed and murdered <laughs> oh, like I did in Atlanta. Right. So like a handgun isn't important
1: to me. Um, so I don't know. That's that's Um I mean hunting with subsonics, I'd Yeah, hunting with Subsonics,
0: I say keep it inside of a hundred yards. I've killed a lot with it. The discrete ballistic stuff is just the tits um shout out to Dave Stark man he's done a great job with those solid copper turn bullets um i love that stuff Cellus, I don't even know what he calls it i wish he would name stuff easier but um but uh Hornady has their SUB-X 190 that's also great um but you know if it's big game or it's a trophy game or you're in some thick brush or something i like supersonic man cuz it drops shit um, but if I'm shooting pigs or I'm shooting deer on my property or my, uh, my lease, like I use subsonic all the time, you, you know, but I, I don't try to stretch it too far. Um, you, shot placements much more critical with subsonic it's just like a handgun you know i shoot you with a 308 at 50 yards i can shoot you just about anywhere you're incapacitated right. <laughs> you know because of hydrostatic shock and stuff. <clears throat> right. But Right. with a handgun or subsonic like you got to hit something vital yeah and uh, so the shot shot's much more critical like i, I just recently shot an axis deer with a with a subsonic uh, 300 blackout, and I made a good shot. I was a little back, it was running, it was about 75 yards. Um, I did make a perfect shot, it took us two days to find it. Oh, shit. So, you <laughs> know, there goes the hide, there goes yeah. everything. <laughs> I got the skull and the antlers, you know. Oh, no. Um, where if that had been supersonic, it would have dropped it. Right. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's reality. Uh, new cans down the pipeline. Like we've got the Erector Nine. We've got the Jumbo Shrimp, which is a little compact 6 pop silencer. We've got the the eight-six three thirty-eight silencer. Uh, update on 8.6, uh, No real update since last time. Still working through it. It's going to Sammy here in a couple months. Um, you know, the the idea is to release components this year and to release loaded
1: ammo next year. This could kind of go with that one. Um... What aspect of the 8.6 um, do you enjoy the most the, of the R&D of it, the research and development? Ooh, right. Oh, well, to me, it's twofold. Um,
0: I like the accuracy, which kind of goes with the twist, like what kind of accuracy can we get with subsonic at 100? And then I like the, um, the supersonic, well, both super and subsonic, just the terminal effect. You know, the subsonic, we've got a much bigger bullet, uh, much heavier bullet, so that's that's better terminally. And the supersonic is just a total ass kicker. Um, you know, so I just look at it as, as number one, if you're out with your friends goofing off the range, like is what most of us do most of the time. Right. <laughs> shooting still at 100 sounds like you hit it with a sledgehammer, so that's awesome. And then the other part to me, if I'm shooting an animal with the supersonic, that I can shoot something like a moose or a brown bear or a Cape buffalo or any, I would shoot anything, anything walking on land with that. So that's cool to me.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree so with that. So those things are the most fun. Right, what else we got here? Anything over there? Uh, hmm, let me see, talk about that. This is all right one right here. Um, Pros, cons of bufferless systems in AR pattern guns.
0: Well, I mean, the con is you can't shoot the gun with the stock folded, so I think it's, I think, I think, I
1: think it's stupid. That's
0: the con. You know, and, and it's it's weaker, it's heavier, things could go wrong. Yes. Um, you know, just to be able to stick it in a little backpack, I get a bigger backpack, like Law Tactical, I think is who they're called, God bless them, cool idea. Um, you know, for me to be in situations I've been in like that, where you need a gun to defend your life, um, I ain't taking that chance. I think it's a gimmick.
1: Like, yeah. I would have
0: a bigger backpack or a better right. <laughs> Um But you, you know, whatever people like it, God bless them. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that shit. If our stock, if our stock folds, you can shoot the gun with the stock folded. Otherwise, you
1: don't have a folding stock. So
0: I'm not totally down with that, but well, you don't God see a ton it. of
1: professionals using it no. as it is, so no, no real, prof- right? perfect. I don't even know what that means, but yeah, nobody that's going out and killing people is using that, right? Um, what do we got here? Um, the best suppressor for 45 cal rifle cartridges. Wait, did that? I think it's a tyrant 45. All oh, right, right.
0: See, yeah. What product are you looking forward to releasing next year? Um, yeah. The mega fix, which is the big fix, which will be a three hundred wind mag, which someone asking here as well. Uh three hundred PRC or whatever it's called. Uh possibly three thirty eight. We'll see. We're going through that now. And um and then to me the 86 cartridge, you know, that's that's what I'm
1: super excited about. Um Okay,
0: eight six i guess that's most of those questions
1: why not release the honey badger silencer separately or at least for peeps who own a honey badger saker sucks <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i 100 percent agree that the saker is a steaming turd um but i think you know the honey badger silencer it's just optimized for that gun um for several reasons, I'm not going to discuss and give stuff away to the to the wannabes. But um, so that's how you get it is buying it with that gun. If you want the quietest thing possible, you have the Honey Badger pistol or SBR. Get the Thunder Chicken. It's the quietest thing. Um, but the Honey Badger silencer just comes with the Honey Badger OG gun and. You know, I don't want to make a shitload of them. I don't think it's the best silencer. It's only the best silencer for that configuration. Um, so I'm not going to do it because I don't want to. I guess.
1: I saw a good one over here somewhere about integral. Uh, well, well, I have uh, any new improvements
0: to current suppressor lineup? No, the suppressors right now are doing so good. We did a good job with them, and that's we got a good team. Um, there, there's no current improvements right now, just extending the line and you'll see some changes maybe in three or four years from now. Um, but they're kicking ass. Um, you know, can we all, can we make something quieter? Always like, what's the sacrifice or the compromise? Well, it could be accuracy. It could be expense. It could be, we can't manufacture as many. So I try to balance all that, you know, like I can make a $3,000 silencer that's quieter than anything anybody can make. But, you know how many people are going to buy a three thousand dollar silencer? So, I, I
1: trying to balance all the factors. All right, um, I think people might already know this, but what platform is the biggest seller: the Fix or the Honey Badger?
0: You know, I don't even know that. Gosh,
1: that's a pretty good question. I think. Well, yeah, I would assume the Honey Badger, but yeah. I don't like assuming. Uh, I think if you're I, don't right. know.
0: I think the Honey Badger pistol is now. Um, but it's always been split fifty fifty, which I was amazed. I wow. The honey badger would have been more, right? But it's always been split honey badger and the fix. But if we just go by skew, the honey badger pistol is the biggest. And it could be the biggest. Could make the honey badger the biggest seller overall now.
1: But it's close. Um, well, that says a lot though for the bolt action. Uh, well, you know, mag fed, especially bolt action rifles, right? Yeah, and, and you know the three hundred eight
0: and the six That actually goes back and forth all the time, and right? Right now, the 308 is the more popular. One, really, six 65 I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that. I wouldn't have either. But I think now we're transitioning to the 16 inch 65 and I think that'll probably make it more popular than the 308 now. Um, but you know, the market's a little bit fickle. But the pistol, right. we were not surprised at the Honey Badger pistol. But when we come out with the the Mini Fix in a pistol, we'll see what that happens. happens. Um, Plan B for a 51 tooth AAC mount, probably. Plan B for SIG cans, I don't know, probably not. Um, When are you gonna have Ivan from Kit Badger on? That's a good idea. So what is any questions you guys wanna ask him? Ivan, Kit Badger, man, his videos, I love supporting him. He's a smart guy and God, he can shoot. Um, He's an innovative guy, I like him. Um, I mean, he's like family here. Uh, yeah, I'll get them on So you guys just figure out what questions you want to ask him. 45 erector Is it happening? Yeah, it's happening 9 millimeter comes out this year 45 is probably beginning of next year um, 5.56 five, shorty Hunter, Honey badger Sugar weasel upper please uh, Yeah, I think they're probably My guess is in 3 or 4 months There will be a sugar weasel In um, an 11 inch 5.56 five, and there will probably be uppers um, why New Hampshire? Any interest in Free State Project? Why New Hampshire? Well, New Hampshire originally moved here because of state income tax. Um, corporate tax is good. Uh, there's a lot of freedoms here. Work ethic is really good here. We have just an incredible pool of people to draw from. Um, and, and it was 1,100 miles from my ex-wife which was
1: awesome so, <laughs> you can so still get there in a day though right so te- in. Texas
0: is looking up because yeah. she's here <laughs> uh, let me answer those are you happy with the size of Q or would you like to see it grow into a clusterfuck <laughs> <laughs> well, I love the size but I mean I think you're growing or you're dying um, so we, we have to grow and improve and, uh, evolve. It's just, it's just part of it, but how do we do it responsibly? How do we divide it? Um, you know, I'm kind of looking at that and, you know, and I don't know the answers. The answer is yes, we're going to continue to grow. Um, but I'm not sure we'll stay one company or we divide. Uh, we have such a great team and a, a great atmosphere here and just, Everyone on the same page of what we're trying to accomplish. And that's why, uh, you know, like we just started a machine shop and it's a separate building in a separate town is to kind of keep the culture separate. So I don't know. Like I screwed it up at AAC uh, and we're growing 100% a year and I still screwed it up. So I I, I, I don't know. We're going to try a different way here and we'll see how it goes.
1: What do we have? Alright, should a heavier than stock buffer, like um, heavier than say H or a heavy buffer or whatever, uh, be used when using a silencer on a factory built rifle? Um,
0: possibly. It, I mean, I think look at the ejection pattern without the silencer, see where the brass is going. Put the silencer on. See where the brass is going. You put a heavier buffer in. If it goes to where it wasn't going unsuppressed, you're probably in the right spot. If it functions either way, you're probably fine. I, there's just not a perfect answer, right?
1: Trial and error. I mean, if that. I were
0: only going to shoot suppressed, I would probably change it. Um, if I'm not, then I probably wouldn't. I mean, yeah. The the thing is, people worry about like wearing their gun out and stuff like that. Like the reality of the rounds that people shoot, like it's not even a concern. Right, you know my M4. I mean, I've had M4s that I have. You know, tens of thousands of full auto rounds through, and the guns still operate great. You know, people right. that go shoot like twenty rounds a month or worse. Yeah, about <laughs> like, I don't know. Man. Is it gonna wear out? Yeah. What else? Nine millimeter ETA. I guess that's the erectors coming this year.
1: Yeah, the erector's sick.
0: Yeah, Honey Badger uppers. Yeah, we want to sell them. It's just a matter of all the uppers are going on guns right now. Um, Yeah, favorite Louisiana beers. We've had some good Louisiana beers shipped here. I don't remember the names. So, um, but yeah, we've had some great ones.
1: Um, Do you guys plan on expanding QO? Well, you you answered that a little, but... um, I was going to add on to that, Like, would you consider ever having um, a shop where people in the neighborhood could just stop by oh, yeah. and buy a t-shirt and a board and see you later? Yeah, so so we're, we're,
0: um, we're in a facility that I lease right now, so we've outgrown it, and, and we're going to move in the next couple of years, so Ethan and I are looking at property now to buy, to build a building. I think we're going to build a campus. And we're probably going to build sort of a dormitory type situation, with a but, you know, not exactly like college dormitory, but with like some awesome common areas, a great place for young engineers to live. That costs them very little money, where they're there at the shop, um, and because you know I'm going to build par- uh, probably a skate park at this place and some other things. But um, we're, we're going to have a store because the customer builds, we don't want to abandon that, but it start, it's starting to interfere with production quite a bit. Right. So at the new facility, we're going to have a retail store that's open like Friday afternoons or something. But that'll be where the customer builds are done and where people can come in and buy some product. And you know, we'll probably do like call machines with stuff in them and like just all kinds of fun sick. shit. Yeah. And uh, Ethan and I want to do, well, and a lot of the engineers here, we're going to do a, a brewery or a distillery. Um, also with some sort of like little bar and grill in it. Um, really just kind of a place for us, but where we probably offer like one food a day. Yeah. And a few <laughs> drinks and you can come in and have it. So yeah, we, we, you know, part of what I love about it and several people here is um, the engagement with the customers and the fans. So we're gonna continue that.
1: So sounds I, great. I, I love
0: that part of it.
1: All right, um, what do we got here? Why don't we see, you no, know, we already did that one. Um, All right, uh, ETA for the 300 Black Mini Fix SBR. Um,
0: I, I would say Q4 this year. Um, the minifix, we're starting to build them and ship them. Um, the, the, the pistols are are coming and trust me, we all want it. It was something here where I thought we would sell like 10% as many as the full size, uh, but it, it seems to be super popular, so I'm excited to get it out there. And you see like at SHOT Show, it was like the keynote speaker. Like every company had copied the bolt action with the pistol brace and they're bringing them out. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to bring the gun out. But you know, we gotta do it responsibly. We gotta attend to the back orders and do all these things. Um, yeah, this is um one two. My first gun that I owned was a Ruger Mark One, I think. Um, and it kinda went from there. So a little twenty two pistol.
1: Yeah, those those are awesome. Um It would be interesting to hear about different baffle stack designs or is that kind of um, a secret? That's fine. You know, here's the thing. We can make...
0: It's an interesting thing with silencers. So we're always going to be in the top two or three for what's quietest. In most categories, we can be quietest. But I kind of have different approaches. And, you know, it's just like you as a person, me as a person, like what you like, what's important changes over time. And, you know, what I believe is gospel, we'll call it today is not necessarily the same thing in five years or 10 years from now. So I always reserve the right to change my mind <laughs> right. uh, because, you know, I'm learning a lot every day, exactly. but, but here's what, how we approach silencer design. We want the most effective, efficient thing for the customer. So could Ethan and I go spend a year, create the quietest silencers the world's ever known? Absolutely. Is it that important? No, I don't think so. Like yeah. silencers have gotten so good and our approach is, you know, functionality, reliability, um, the ability to produce them, the ability for it to be, to mass produce them, to get them to customers, the ability for them to be reasonably priced for the consumer. Um, you know, these are all factors. There's not, you know, the silencer game isn't who can make the quietest. If I can make the quietest, but you can't buy it, then we're irrelevant, Right. Um, If I make the quietest, but it's not durable, we're irrelevant. If I make the quietest, but it weighs two pounds, who cares? Um, So these are things we wrestle with all the time. And I always, for someone who is, since I was a teen, I didn't grow up with guns. My parents were pretty liberal. um, Something I found on my own. Same. Yeah. So I shoot and use guns and I target shoot and I hunt and I shoot with my children and I teach other people to shoot, and I get them involved in in, in this as a sport, or to me, more as a hobby. Um, what is effective for them? Like, what makes a pleasant experience? Um, you know, like, I, I mean, is it ridiculous as it is? I put a lot into our graphic arts, like the boxes, the naming, the pouches. Like, I want the entire experience to be good. Right, and people positive. enjoy that. I think so, Um you know so so I, I don't you know I, I don't I don't know what the answer always is but we always kind of go to what would we want as guys who are engineers who are educated who shoot who hunt like what's the thing we want
1: you would want to be able to go out and buy your own products <laughs> yeah you yeah. didn't yeah. make so it yourself th- there's
0: nothing we produce I'm not proud of or I wouldn't buy right and and you know, can, can we quantify that all the time? Not really. But, you know, we also don't have, um, you know, like recently, like I talked about earlier in the podcast, there were these uh, customers, uh, you know, we had this company that made a claim about their silencer that was really a copy of ours and about how much better it was. And it's like, well, you don't provide numbers would be the common response to some of these haters online. Well, yeah, we don't for many reasons, mostly because these wanna be companies will go and change their numbers and then then it all loses credibility. So we want third party to do it. Well, the biggest third party and the best is silencer shop. They sell half of the silencers in the country. They sell half of them and they carry all brands. So they want everyone, like it's just fair to them. And I tell you, they meter our stuff. They don't even tell me they're doing it. I don't give them input and I don't give them any grief about it. They do what it is, what it is and they meter the next company the same way, same gun, same ammo. Right. That's wonderful. Um, You know, that's who needs to be doing that, is that person. You know, the thing is you can't have a regulatory agency because who pays for it? Who's gonna go do all this work? It's a lot of work to meter cans, it's expensive. You know, and then if I'm giving them money, are they gonna be biased?
1: Right, I I, I agree. you,
0: You know, so you just have to have confidence in a brand and we're not gonna lie, we're not gonna cheat, we're not gonna steal, we don't need to publish numbers you buy our silencers they're quiet they're effective accuracy is good the silencer's never going to come loose they're super durable um
1: isn't there something you offer too where if, if a customer was to burn out and break a something or on it that yeah you send it back and we cut the baffle stack off
0: put a new one on there send you a brand new silencer nice yeah so so we offer a lifetime guarantee and warranty um you know, we produce great products. And like I said, you might not like me, my personality. But our <laughs> products are... You can't deny. No, you can't. And as good as it gets. And it's not because I'm great. I mean, we, we have a phenomenal team here. And the products are the products are a reflection of that. You know, it's not one, one guy that thinks he's real fucking smart designing a gun
1: or a silencer. You know, it's a group of guys that are all real smart.
0: So the products
1: reflect it. That's good... Um, no, I, I, definitely seen that coming in here today. Um, did you already answer this one right here? Win mag. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the mega did.
0: fix, which will come out next year, which is a long action fix, uh, 300 win mag. Yeah. I'm excited for that gun because
1: 16 inch 300 win mag is great. Oh, this is a good one right here. We were what? just talking about this. Uh, what's your favorite podcast besides your own? Oh, well, I love the nine club. That's a skate podcast. Um,
0: I, lo- I like a lot of Joe Rogan's, not all of them, but I like a lot of his, um, and then, I don't know, my, my stuff's real varied, like, I don't even want to say some of them I listen
1: to, uh, <laughs> but I listen
0: to some about art, I listen to some about, uh, some science stuff, I listen to some, you know, I listen to some about, um, uh, yeah, skateboarding, other hobbies I have. Uh, you know, to me, it's a little more dependent. Sometimes it's just material that I want. Right. But generally, it's the storytelling. Like, I used to love Steve Harvey, uh, the rest of the story when I was a kid. Um, so, you know, it depends. I'll listen to about eight. I mean, I, I, I drive a lot. My, my son goes to a boarding school uh, over two hours away, so I go there at least once a week. And so I have a lot of time to listen to podcasts. So so I listen to like all sorts of different things. Um, You know, Buddy got me turned on some murder mystery stuff. I didn't really (laughs) get into that. But then that led me to like, uh, what is it? Um, Murder in the White City or something. I don't don't know. Like other stories that were, um, you know, audio books that I liked that were a similar thing.
1: Yeah, I love audio books too.
0: It depends on whatever my mood is. You know, like I listened to one about... um, a guy building a distillery and I've listened to some about craft breweries and just whatever my interest is. It, it's so awesome that there's so many out there you can choose from.
1: Right, right. Yeah, yeah, you got me into... You and my friend actually got me into listening to podcasts in the first yeah, place. Yeah, oh good. Um, this, this kid is I This guy, whatever, woman, uh, fascinated by the science of polymer telescope ammo. In your opinion, is it the future?
0: Well... Haven't seen anything that's better. I mean, I would have loved for it to be the future. It should right. be. But um, you know, Trey Knight would argue it should have been twenty years ago. So case telescope it it is a real thing. Um you know, it's hard to ch- it's hard to turn a big ship around, so right. to, to change out all the ammo. we see it happening now. Like I did the first two sixty for SOCOM ten years ago and now they're going to it. Um, you know, 300 Blackout will probably replace 5.56, at least in SOCOM. Um, but Case Telescope makes a lot of sense. I would love to see that happen. Like, I'm all about innovation. I don't care if 300 Blackout dies in the military, if they get a better product, it's fine with me.
1: Uh, I got one of my own questions. Um, yeah. Do you see yourself making a ton of different uh, rifles for different calibers? Like like say like different calibers like the what is it the 458 hammer or something like that it's called and 50 um, Beowulf stuff like that
0: no i mean i would think in more of those terms like our approach wouldn't be to if there was a big demand for that then figure out why what's it do is it very efficient could we do it better um You know, I I think that would be our response, not to just build something. You know, I want to more tell the market what it wants, which rubs some people the wrong way, than have the market tell me what it wants. Like, I I feel like my job should be to know what you want, even more so, or before you do. Right. You know, like when I I go to, I I can't even think of a product it might be, well, you know, actually recently, so, so Pioneer Skate and Board Shop in uh, Hampton, might be Rye, New Hampshire, here where we are. You know, we were fortunate to live next to the biggest and best indoor skate park in the in entire uh, Northeast. It's uh, Rye Airfield. And the skate and board shop next to it, uh, the guy's been in business since 1986, a few years older than me. He skates and surfs every day. Nice. And so, like, I know a lot about skating. I've been skating my whole life. He knows more than me. When I go in there and I'm like, hey, I'm going to start skating this bowl over at Nashville, blah, blah, blah. And this is my setup. What hardness wheels do you think I need? He tells me, I listen, I buy those wheels. Right. You know, and I kind of think that should be my job, too, is... Hey, not, I want 458 SOCOM because I watched a buddy shoot one and killed a dead. No, you tell me what you want to do. I'll tell you what caliber you should have. And if there's one that exists out there, we don't need to invent. Like it's a pain in the ass developing ammo. We don't need to invent it. If there's something that works very good, then that's great. But sometimes the cartridge works real good, but doesn't feed in the gun reliably. Or you have a limited mag capacity. Can we do something that's more efficient all around? And that's where I think my position should be, just like my buddy Steve at Pioneers telling me what hardness wheels I need for this particular bowl.
1: Yeah, I ran into that problem with tattoos a lot. People would want like ten names in one little cross, and it's just not possible to yeah. do. And you have to break the bad news to them. And yeah, it's gonna uh, yeah, it might look good. A lot of people understand. Today. Yeah, but <laughs> a lot of people they're just like, why not? And and you kind of have to explain to them in detail. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know these two, but you you probably do. Uh, when are you going to bring Mike Murs and Rachel over to Cuba? <laughs> Mike Murs. So we got Mike Murray
0: hooked up at Silencer Shop now, which is probably a great fit for him. Rachel's actually, she was just a model and a tattoo artist. She never really worked for us, so we wouldn't bring her here. Um, uh, so that's kind of that. But I think Mike's in a good spot doing a good job over at Silencer Shop. Um, and I hope Rachel's doing well. I haven't talked to her in a couple of years. No, no, you know that's that's when I was thirty. I'm forty five now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I view life
1: differently now. Um, what are your thoughts on future of of the future of integral suppressors for pistols and sh- and or shotguns um, viable commercially?
0: It's definitely the future, but it takes you know. A good design, a lot of effort, and it takes uh, good timing and it takes public acceptance. Um, you know, the consumers have to be ready for it. Right. Uh, you know, we saw uh, Silencer Co. attempt it and they flopped with their Maxim 9, but it's a cool gun. Mm. Like I mean, they're not an exceptional company except with marketing. From a product standpoint, they're not exceptional, but th- that Maxim 9 was pretty exceptional. It's very good. Uh, we could do something a lot better because we actually have real engineers and real handgun engineers. You know, Ethan and Brian, some other guys here,
1: right.
0: were handgun engineers for years. It's SIG, a real handgun company.
1: Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of that design, to be honest. You weren't? Yeah, no. I thought it was pretty good. But, um, say, so, you know, some of it's the market. And it's
0: not, you know, they didn't do the best job they could have and it was bad timing and... You know, and it's probably one of the things that helped, you know, bankrupt Silencer Co. So, you know, um, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, they're trying to sell or raise money right now, just like, you know, Daniel Defense and
1: uh, LaRue and several other companies that haven't kept up with the times. Oh, well, one of those companies I think is going for sale, no? Or yeah, well, was it prob- La- probably. Was it, was it LaRue, no? Several, well, yeah, he, he's for sale. Oh. Um. What's the best lightweight scope mounts or rings that you prefer and use? Ooh, I like uh, APA American Precision Arms. I like Night Force.
0: Um, the scalar works for like uh, a red dot and stuff for good, and I love the right. Reptilia stuff from Eric Burt's new company for an aim point or whatever. Super nice. Um, that's probably everything I use I don't like the throw lever stuff it's heavy and you don't need it and it's bulky and you know either it's not a true throw lever because you have to get it so tight with a wrench you can't use a throw lever or if you use a throw lever it's not tight enough to hold a zero so I think most of the throw lever stuff's bullshit right um, and I like simple I don't mind you know like we went to the, the treble on the fix rifle to every screw is a T25 so you only need one tool Nice. So I'd rather have a scope mount with the T twenty five. Right. And then it, it's lighter, more compact. It won't snag on stuff. It's gonna hold zero. You know, like I don't need I don't need a quick release scope mount.
1: Yeah, I think the only people that need those are like the the guys that have their, their uh, irons in the way and everything, and maybe just go forty five. Do you like offset sights? I don't know. I don't like them. I don't. I mean,
0: with that being said, I don't shoot a lot of people. Um, I don't use backup iron sights at all,
1: really. You know, like, yeah,
0: I have no use for it. Like, I got you know, the batteries now, the optics will last five years, right? With a battery in it, I right. just change it every time I go on a hunt, and I don't I keep a spare battery, like, I don't need any backup. You have body. to worry about like, it. The only time, no, because now most of my hunting scopes I can go down to one or two power, right? And they have a dot. Cause it used to be, I remember one time when I was hunting long range, I had like a five to 35 scope or a seven to 35. I don't know. It wouldn't go down to a very low power. And I shot an animal at distance. And we, you know, after a while we get up to it and thought it was dead, it raised its head up. And you know, and I, I was shooting 338 Lapula Magnum and I don't know, the shot was over 800 yards <coughs> and I was 20 feet from it and it raised its head up and so the low, the power would go and the scope was like seven power or something so I couldn't find where he
1: was. Yeah, quick (laughs) enough and he got up
0: and ran off and it made for a long, long day. Oh man. So, um, so I don't know. I tend to use the lower powered scopes now. Um, Well, I can shoot better than I used to could but, you know, go down to one or two power then I don't need any offset sights. I just, Draw the power down and shoot.
1: Yeah, I think people are uh, too worried about uh, every single way that they can get something on target. Uh, or just kind of add unreasonable stuff to the on top of the gun, unreasonable weight.
0: It's a, you know, and for me, it's a little different. Like I'm jaded. I've been in the industry twenty six years. I'm not trying to be super tactical. Right. But, you know, some guys, they want the sling that their favorite guy, Kyle Lamb or Larry Vickers has. They want the backup iron sights. They want all the stuff. Like, I want my shit as light and simple as possible. Like, those are always my goals. Like, I want to be able to be efficient. I want to be able to hunt and slip on vans and shorts and T-shirt and have a gun with a two-ounce sling that I can carry and not notice the weight and I can, you know, that's... I want simple and light. Like I'm not into all that other stuff.
1: All right. What What we, oh, where do we? Oh, we got over here. Uh, have you had a chance to shake nine F the new A tip? Does that, that make sense to you? Where is this? Um. Any difference from proof barrels A tip versus E L D M? Oh, I under. Yeah. Okay. I understand that. Um.
0: Yeah. The the new tip on the on the. Um, Hornady bullets withstands like the 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 heat um and doesn't deform so it, it's it's good. I never honestly had a problem with the old tip, but uh the new one is performing better at at higher temperatures, so that's good
1: okay, so it's not a type of gimmick or anything right no it's not it's definitely not a gimmick um <laughs> yeah, no, we already well, answered Twenty-two, yeah, the twenty-two long rifle. And the, you know, the was oh, sick, but early
0: days at AAC. What were those? Oh, on? right, right. Yeah, well, I started it in uh, my local indoor gun shop and range in three hundred square feet, and um, I learned a lot about retail there and the retail gun customer. And then you know we moved. I got my own building. Um, hired a couple employees, you know, kind of cut my teeth on that. Um, you know, but it was exciting, you know, and I did learn from that. And I, I think one thing that I understood early on was the journey was really so much of, um, the enjoyment of a process and, um, you know, like I never thought I would make 50 grand a year then I never thought I'd make 100 grand a year definitely never thought I'd make like a million bucks a year Um, so to me I had a pretty modest life at the time you know like my first house was $89,000 I paid cash for it Um, you know like I was probably a millionaire and I was still driving up six or
1: eight ten year old nissan stanza nice that's what chris rock does i think right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but, he does um, he drives I, a little mini corolla around like, <laughs> "No,
0: it's fun man it's fun figuring out the process and the journey and kind of trying to trailblaze and carve our own path and this isn't nothing new like i didn't develop an industry and we haven't invented a ton of stuff but i think we're very creative and, and inventive and 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 that just sort of goes to Improving product, and you know, like you, you can't fake a persona. Like you see Griffin Armament or some of these other like wannabe idiots, and it's just very transparent. Like I'm, you know, um, I get where people call me an asshole or a douchebag or whatever. Um, You know, it's just like some years I drive a Lamborghini every day. And then some years I'm driving like a 10-year-old Toyota truck every day. It's just my mood and what I like changes and what's important to me changes and evolves. And um, right now my son's super into skateboarding. So that's my personal focus, you know, Mm. outside of just the kids and just my career. And that kind of, what's exciting about that to me is it gives me, a new outlet for creativity and it gives me a new avenue for creativity. Um, but you know, I've kind of always had that sort of, I, I don't know what you call it, like a rebel spirit. Like I, I'm going to do my own thing. I face tons of consequences. That's why I don't mind the haters. Like I face tons of actual consequences right. and, and it's reflected very clearly now having children and having a big business already, you know, within a couple of years, this business is, um, you know, in reality, it's half the size of Daniel Defense, and um, I'm not going to change who I am to get bigger. Um, and I don't go out of my way to find trouble or controversy, but I'm not
1: not going to shy away from no. I'm not. Either, right? I'm
0: not shy away. I don't shy away from conflict, and um, I, I don't care. And part of it drives me. And but the the, the true spirit of what we do is I want to be the best, and I want us to be creative, and I don't accept no. And I don't accept failure. How can we be successful? And and one thing, well, me saying I don't accept failure, like we fail every day at like a hundred things, but we're trying new things. But I see when you look around here, our average pay is way above normal, and we have way fewer people than a normal company that does the dollars we do. And and I think that's probably the best thing I do. Like I want to think I'm creative and I'm artistic, or I know about guns. And I mean maybe. But probably I'm really good at cultivating a team and an atmosphere that people enjoy and want to thrive in. They believe in. Um, but when I see, like right now, we look out here and we got you know five guys sitting at a table down there going over a project. Right. I didn't dictate
1: that. Right. You know, you, know, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't tell them to nah, get together. all those away. guys
0: like love and respect each other, and they know that's the best way to get the best outcome. Right. right? And I see it every day. So that gives me the latitude to, to do these podcasts with you, to bring guests here, for me to go and visit people, you know, and for me to be able to take my kids to school every day and pick them up, take them to California just to go skateboarding, um, you know, that's what the fuck I want out of life. Like I don't really need more money, um, but I do want to continue to accomplish things so that makes me feel good, and, right. and I do love guns and I love this industry, um, and as long as the industry has me and accepts me, and, and that being, I don't I don't need praise, like I don't really care for that, but as long as our products that we innovate sell, and it makes money, and it provides a good life for all of us here, I'm excited about it. When it doesn't, or maybe as my interest continues to evolve as I get older, we, we transition into beer, or spirits of some sort, or
1: a skateboarding company, or a greeting card company, or
0: I don't know what it's gonna be.
1: Whatever. Yeah, you yeah. just want to be the best at doing what you do,
0: right? And be- yeah, you know, I want to be creative. I want to, you know, like I never, I never thought of myself as, is, you know, a great dad. Like I thought I was a great provider, and and I was a very good provider for my children. But becoming a single dad, you know, it refocused me. And I didn't care about work for a year or two. But then I thought when my kids would say things and I realized my kids never remembered me even working, they just thought you're born rich. I'm like, Oh my God, I have to do something to show them how you earn money. And then too, you know, like my son and my youngest daughter are dyslexic and have a couple learning differences. And it's like, you know, when they were younger and, and it, you know, and, and they live with just me, I'm like, well, at the time, you don't know if they're going to be able to go to college, if they can do certain things. And, you know, it's like you're thinking the worst. Right. And and as a parent, I thought, well, shit, I need to teach my kids. Like, maybe they can't be successful in college. But they're smart. I know they're smart. Like, I'm with them every day. And I can tell them, just like other people in their life, oh, you can do whatever. But, like, you really got to show your kids. You know, if you want your kids yeah. to be tough, Showing like, they got to see you being tough. Exactly. If you want your kids to, like do what their heart tells them to do and follow their passions. Like you got to do that. So, you know, I thought about these things and and it's really helped me to focus on daily quality of life. And the great thing I think for the industry and for my employees is me focusing on my daily quality of life keeps me very stable and, um, as humble as I'll probably be, you know, like I sit in carpool every day and stuff with my kids. But, um, I value so much the people here. I love them and what we work on. We put our hearts into it and our souls into it, blood, sweat, tears. Um, You know, like you can leave now, go have dinner. You come back at 10 o'clock, there's going to be some guys here working. They don't have to. They're not not clocking in and out. Like I hire you here, you get paid, you do your work. Um, And I think it shows in the product. And, And I think I see the market acceptance already you know, where I have, whether it's celebrities contacting me wanting product or people, you you know, we had this thing, the customer build day, because I want to connect with customers because we're so detached from it, not being in like a retail atmosphere. And I don't really watch the forums or I don't go to a lot of gun stores, participate in that. Having anybody who buys a gun, if there's a back order, If you want a gun now, you can skip it by coming and building a gun. And when we saw now, we've got a six month back order on customer builds.
1: For real? Yeah. I I didn't even know that because I was just going to ask you because people, that question that we saw before about the guy that wanted to um, know about the Sugar Weasels, if he could come in and build it, but he's got a back order even on the build, right? Well, yeah, we do on the builds, And yeah, you can. And you can email info at livecuredie.com
0: or Tori, T-O-R-I at com and ask them about the the back order. Um, you know, if you want to donate to Special Operations Care Fund, SOCF, a charity we support, we could probably bump you up. Um, but stuff. in general, Tori maintains a schedule and you can come do it. You can build any gun you want. You know, the sugar weasel's cool, the honey badger's cool, you can skip the line, but the fix is really cool because you'll learn about the gun, and the gun is so different. Right. Um, But you know, a couple of the engineers, those days pissed them off because they're (laughs) like so, like deadline and all this. And to me, I I see the big picture, and that brings me joy. And then I think it's great for the employees seeing how much these guys love it. And these guys will fly across the country, spend vacation days, and I honor that. You come here to build a gun. You are family to us. We're going to have a party with you. We're going to drink some beer. We're going to build your gun. We're going to take you to dinner. We're going to hang out. Like, we appreciate it. Um, you know, it costs me way more money than I make selling you a gun. <laughs> right. But, you know, I understand the sacrifice that it makes. Like, you could be anywhere in the world doing anything you want. You want to come here and build one of our guns? Like, that's humbling, right. you know? And that's something we want to honor, and I think we have that whole attitude here as a company.
1: I think good relationships are priceless, you know. And when when, they, when you get you know people like that to come in, I'm sure they appreciate it, you know. Like,
0: oh yeah. And then you like, have
1: a friend for life here, you know. Yeah, like,
0: and that's what we want, you know. You judge me online, you've never met me. That's cool, right? <laughs> like you come you come here and build a gun. Like, you don't see anybody saying that I'm an asshole or we mistreat people. Right,
1: uh, right. Uh, like, I can, yeah, I agree. I agree with that, totally. Yeah, I I, I appreciate it. Um, Yeah,
0: uh, you know, it's a great experience. It's a great company here, and that's because of the people, and that's not just the people that work here, but the people that are interested in the product. And, yeah, I mean, I think it shows inside and out, and that's something we're going to continue, you know, at all costs. That's when you asked me about are we going to have a retail shop? That's really the reason we're going to have a retail shop. It may only be open a few hours, one day a week. right? Um, but you know, we're probably going to bring in a food truck. Like, you know, we're always going to treat people good. Like you show up, like it's by appointment, but we don't generally give tours and stuff. There are some special cases like yours and I don't have to have consistency. Like, I guess I am unprofessional. <laughs> if you send me a hand drawn, handwritten resume and it's at a point in my day where that touches me, and I think that's cool. Then we're cool, we're buddies. Like I'm honored that you did that. I appreciate it and humbled, and I want you to come here, and I'm gonna share beer with you, give you a tour, hang out with you for the afternoon. We we'll do
1: stuff like this. Um, I want to say thank you to and I appreciate this yeah, big time. Yeah, you're you're welcome. You know, expect- like Disney to me, like when I was a kid. You know, like <laughs> getting to tour like the uh, the. Um, the, not the illustration and the background painting oh, yeah. and stuff like that in the back. And this is like the same exact thing. So thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. Oh, you're
0: welcome. You know, and it's not fake. Like you can't fake it. Like right. you just can't fake. Like I enjoy people. I'm outgoing. And, um, you know, and there's been like lots of celebrities that I tell no, because <laughs> right. I'm not interested, but it just depends. I don't really have a formula. You know, if, if somebody, especially like the most recent celebrity, was very impressed that they were a celebrity, which that's really cool. Yeah, but but like, um, hey, can you hand me that full clip, sure. Um, you, you know, it's not something that thank you that bothered that interested me at the time. So like, no, you you can't come by. Right. You know, like if it's somebody that thinks they're famous or they're an actor or a singer or something, they want to come and get a free gun, like, nice. No, it's, it's you not can happening. call Sig. Like that ain't what I think. <laughs> But, you, you know, it's like my good buddy, Adam Adam Scher, who's Braun Strowman on WWE. And most of us probably don't watch wrestling. God, I haven't since I was a kid. But he he's, plays a character on there. And that dude, is you see him, you would think, what an asshole he probably is. Because he's a giant, you know, he's like, I don't know, 6'8", 6'10", 385 pounds with a six-pack. Like a giant right. monster muscle head. He is the coolest redneck, most charming, loves children. You know, he and I hunt together now. He's just the best dude. And like, oh my God, I'd do anything for him. And he's just a guy and he contacted me and he's like, hey, um, I know you got a back order and I know everybody has limited time. And he says, so do I, but I play this character on WWE. He didn't try to say like, I'm so big. He says, right. I play this character on this TV show. And so like, I travel 300 days a year, and I have this one day where I can come there, and I'm not asking for anything for free, but I haven't been able to find one of your guns that I want online, and I'll be in Boston, it's a 45 minute drive, I can fly in a little bit early, I come up there and build it, could you do that for me? And that's how he and I became buddies, and it's like, man, that's so cool. he, He didn't ask for anything. And then I see him, he donates all of his free time, which is very little, to like children's hospitals, like every minute. That's cool. He he's not working like that guy. He gets special stuff from me. Like he's a cool dude. Right.
1: All right, we got we got what one last question here. Yeah. Um. This has to do with the industry. Um. If there was an unbiased industry group, not ASA, what would you want them to do? Oh, that's really great. As far as silencers go, you know, I started
0: ASA, and that's what I wanted to do was to. Sort of evaluate and give ratings, maybe like a five-star rating that was based on many things, to a silencer. Some would be like sound, accuracy, durability, short barrel, fit, like whatever the situation was, ac- point of impact shift, all the things. Right. You know, there's probably 10, 15 things that are important to users. Rank those things and then develop some sort of like five-star rating.
1: That's a good idea. And that's what
0: I would want them to do. And, you know, and it costs money to do that. So, like, maybe every year we have to give $25,000 to this organization. And every new silencer that we, excuse me, come out with, we donate to them two or three samples, and they test them, and we certify that they're production units and not some, you know, gimmicky thing. Right. That's what I would want them to do because I, I hate all the questions. And it's like... You know, I don't want to give away everything that I've learned over the years. And it's not just sound. It's accuracy, point of impact shift. It's the mounting system. It's lightweight. It's back pressure. It's mirage. It's um, muzzle flash. It's, you know, there's probably 20 things I can name to you. And we internally prioritize those. And we build silencers based on what we would want compared to that priority list. And we offer them. And um, I don't want to publicize all of that because right. I think we're ahead of the curve. And that's not because I'm necessarily brilliant. That's because,
1: you know, 26 years experience. I mean, what Nana, do you know, gives her secret recipes away too at the same time? like I still can't get a cranberry bread one and I found out that it's on the back of a can from like 50 years ago. But that's a different story, you know, but... Uh... Yeah. I know it's similar. Like, I, I totally agree with you. Like, you, you know, why you not know, going to give your secrets away just like because someone asked you online. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I think we're generally
0: very transparent for a company, and I'm vocal. And, um, but there's a few of the things we're just not going to give away. And, you know, and that may cause us to lose a few customers. But with the backwater position we have, like, you go to Silencer Shop, they don't put our stuff on sale. You know, we're not Griffin Armament or Dead Air or anybody. They're not putting our shit on sale. They're not giving away iron sights or a free twenty-two can if you buy our shit. Right? Um, you know, there's a reason. Mm. Um, I don't need to give all that away. And you know, maybe. And with that said, maybe I'll feel differently in two years from now. But right yeah. now, that's the way I feel. Um, I'll probably start another industry organization if I can't fix ASA in the next couple years because I think this is important. Yeah. Um, And I I would like to do it with Silencer Shop or some other two or three partners that that an industry organization would benefit, that are honest, that want to get real information out there. Uh, Because I have no problem. And I tell you, if the industry decides this factor or this priority is the most important by far, and maybe we're not the best in that category, you will see us react to that. Um, Have no doubt we can be the best, but defining the best a lot of times is very difficult. Right. Um, So I'm all for it and I'm up for any challenge, and I think our team here can beat anybody out there. And I think we've proven it so far, and we've accomplished a shitload I mean, the company's three years old, and we've done the Honey Badger, the Sugar Weasel, the Honey Badger Pistol, the Fix, the Mini Fix, the Fix Pistol, the Mini Fix Pistol, uh, a line of silencers, which isn't complete, right? Um, but we've developed tons of intellectual property. Like We already have more intellectual property than any other silencer company in the industry, and we're three years old. Um, so w- w- we got a band of thinkers here, uh, and we're gonna continue that. We're not just thinkers. Like I would say, the argument is, some of these small wannabe companies are thinkers, but we're also doers and we're able to implement and bring product to market.
1: Right, well, have we got any other uh, good ones over here? Oh, this one uh, right here, which is kind of like a hypothetical, but yeah. what length of pull is the brace on the mini fixed pistol if it had a length of pull, of course. It's basically <laughs> I don't know, is it 13 and a half or 13? I I don't And is not it an adjustable as well too? No, it's Oh not. no,
0: not with the uh not with the, the pistol. It's, right, right. it's not. It's um but it's listen, I don't know. Um you, you could email again info com, But the length of pull is usable. Now, I want to say it's 13, 13 and a half, but I'm probably making that up. Um but it's usable. Right. Like, we've all used it here, and that's kind of how we settled on it. Uh, From tall to short to. Well, you know, it's just like my friend I was talking about, Adam Braun Strowman, Adam Sheriff, WWE. You know, he's like a foot taller than me. Right. Like, and he didn't have a problem <laughs> with it, so <laughs> he hunts with a honey good. badger, he hunts <laughs> with a fix. Like, I, I don't know. Is it suited for him? Probably not. Does it work?
1: Yeah. Right.
0: You know, but he's taller than 99.99999% of the men in the world. Um, What else? You got any questions? What kind of questions you got? Like, you showed up here to interview. You
1: like the company. What do you want to know about? Uh, um, I don't know. You, I, I kind of threw in a bunch of my own questions in there, too, uh, at the same time. But what do I want to know about? Um, oh, do you see yourself... Do you see yourself machining any parts for a skateboard since you're going the skate road, or you just want to stick to decks and having...
0: No, I mean I do.
1: Uh, do you see yourself yeah. making trucks?
0: Yeah, well actually it was funny because I was sketching some trucks yesterday. Um, when I was a kid, my dream would have been to be a pro basketball player <laughs> or, or a pro skater. I'm laughing because it's the same yeah. shit as that. Had or had a pro, or a pro skater. And and I was very good in basketball. Like mm. if I had been six foot seven, I would play in the NBA. Um, or I wanted to on a skate. I wanted to be a, a pro skateboarder, and I realized pretty quickly I was not going to be a pro skater. Like I'm good enough mm. to go have fun with my kids probably the rest of my life. Right. But that's it. I'm not great at skating. Um, but I'm better than like the average guy especially like the average 45 (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) but um, you know I'm just like I can go and putt around and I have such a great time with my son and now my daughters are learning and it just like oh my god makes my heart smile Um, so I'm building a little micro ramp for them so my son and I can start teaching them It's just shit I want to do with them and I have like, I can skate with Steve Caballero, like my hero, and have fun. Right. I can skate. My favorite skater is my son. Skate with him and have fun. I can skate with my daughters and have fun. Right. I don't care who it is. Like, skating to me is fun. Yeah. But, um, and then I would have wanted to own a skate company. But recently it's becoming, you know, I kind of gave up on that. But with my son, it's becoming more of maybe that is a thing. And so I start thinking about, and, and he's getting good enough now where he notices very small technical differences in, in trucks or wheels or bearings or decks or concave or bushings, like anything involving skating. He's just so good. Now he, he notices a difference and he talks to me about it and I'm like, Hmm, we were talking about trucks last night because he and I both like two different kinds of trucks for two different reasons. And we're talking about him. We're talking about the pros and the cons. Yep. And I'm like, man, we could do trucks. Like, we got super high-level engineers here, Aiden. We can design a truck that we could make. And it would be sick. sick. Yeah. You know, and it's not like... It would be the
1: first truck ever made by a gun company. Where I love this, (laughs) yeah, and I got excited
0: yesterday was it wasn't designing a new truck just to be a new truck to get in the industry. It was like, he loves Ace trucks, I love independent trucks. Something he likes about Ace a little different than me with this. And it's... And it creates uh, a new platform that could be viable. And and that was super
1: interesting to me. Right. I said, well, huh. And I think Ace is a newer company too, right? Yeah, it's, it is. Because I was just gonna say, I've never heard of Ace. And indie I skated indie oh, yeah, forever. It's and like indies like started, dance. right. I started with Venture. I, I skated some Orion, and then I went to Indy. Like yeah, you know, I've been with Indy for like what twenty years. Yeah, now, I probably. just buy Indy, So It's like the standard. Yeah, it's, it's like go the fans to, yeah. or
0: Nike or whatever. And and, and you know, and I also love, like tracker, like there's several that I like, but we're thinking about okay, well, here's a problem we're both having, like, okay, with this when transition, this grind, this kind of coping, like, we're getting hung up on the thing, and we could do, he's like, you know, it's a kingpin, we could do, so we start talking about it, I'm like, oh, there's another way we could design these.
1: Right. You know, where. I don't think it's given where, thought for where, a long time Yeah,
0: either. where they turn, and they're very stable, and it accommodates this thing you and I are both, different types of trucks, both having the same issue with. And so then it's like, I was talking to an engineer about it this morning. It's like, you know, here's the situation. Oh yeah, we do this thing. And oh. so I don't know, you know, that could be interesting to me. Um, But, you know, we'll see how, what his passion is. Like, I mean, to me, part of me hopes he's not super into guns. Like if my children (laughs) wanted to come work here, (laughs) that's fine. And they could have the company. I don't give a shit, but. Like, I would, I think they would feel more fulfilled if they kind of do their own thing, and especially my son. If, Definitely. Like, if he did that, it'd be my dream to own a
1: skateboard company. If he wanted to do a skateboard, oh my God, I'd work for him in a second. Right? Yeah. No, that sounds like a good idea. I, I try to do the same with my son. Yeah. I'm going to have him listen to this later. It's a lesson. It's a <laughs> lesson. He, he's probably not going to listen to it anyway because he, he doesn't like listening to me sometimes. But uh, <laughs> oh, kids, I'll make him do his homework anyway. I'll get some girls. You'll see how hard. Oh no, thank you. I mean, if it, if it happens, it happens, right? Um, yeah. what else we got? on? Have we got any more questions? I think we went through all the questions. Oh, pretty yeah. good questions. Yeah, they were good this summer. Uh, um, made a good laugh. A Couple of man, cause think made us think. Who's your favorite Uh, artist? Like, uh, oh, geez. What do you like? Favorite graffiti artist?
0: Okay. Who's your favorite graffiti artist?
1: Uh, I like um, what this guy Odith is doing. Uh, He does a lot of corner pieces that are three dimensional that stick out. Yeah. Yeah. Odith. Where's he out of? Do you know? uh, It's always so secret because he's Brazil, to be honest with you. I'm not going to. I think he went down there for a piece, but uh, yeah, I think he's Brazilian. Uh, I'm not sh- I'm not yeah, 100 sure most of it is secret with that kind of art anyway. right right I can't tell you where he lives That that's for sure if I knew and I, I wouldn't tell you I could <laughs> but um who else do I like uh, cause I mean I just I mean I'm so vanilla
0: but you know of course I mean, you see looking around here I love Banksy I love Invader I, I
1: just love all that stuff right like, like the street like the street oh, art exactly. yeah totally the street art I Yeah. Love. I have a good I have a good book for you to look at it's just uh it's called the, uh, the rebellion of street art oh yeah um, yeah Sterling from London is a good yeah. is sick uh, damn there's so many guys any I want to give credit to right well, now that conventional like conventional
0: artists like like um, you know throughout history you know I love like a lot of vanilla stuff like Van Gogh would be my like favorite traditional artist that you know wasn't doing graffiti and
1: right I'd say, like, the most traditional artists were my favorite, like, I'm not a fan of Picasso. I like some of the sayings that do, he said. I do like Picasso. I um, like Picasso. Yeah, I, 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 I used to God. like him when I was younger, right, but then as I grew older, I started to realize that, like, it, ah, it's just, just something about him is hard to, like, yes. <laughs> it's just hard to accept, like... A lot of angles and drugs. Right, right. <laughs> and then, um, like... Um, Oh, who was I going to say? Uh, Monet. Claude Monet oh, is he's just wonderful. It's just crazy. Like, some of the pieces that he has at the MFA are ridiculous. Yeah. The church pieces, especially. I know. What a, sh- what a shame Notre Dame caught on fire. Ah, uh, crazy. I know I've been there a bunch of times,
0: and God, just thinking about how long it took to build it and all just the
1: art and the architecture. Right, the, and, yeah. oh, it's the old, lost. I mean, not, not the Old South Church, but, is that the name of it? Or the Copley Square, in Copley Square, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's not, I wouldn't compare it to Notre Dame, but it's like, the, um, you know, like the, the sculptures they have on the front, the, you know, yeah. similar style. Yeah. I like that church, yeah. You know, it's funny, I went to, to,
0: to school in Spain, and I went to, um, so like the second largest I think it's the second largest cathedral in the world is Segovia, Spain. And went there and Napoleon had gone there.
1: Oh, and sure. so, you know,
0: he was all anti Catholic and religion <laughs> <Right, right. laughs> and shit. And he used his little sceptre to knock the noses off of all the uh the saints and shit that were carved there it was pretty cool
1: I wonder if he did that with the Sphinx too because the nose is knocked off there and he was at the Sphinx uh, maybe I heard they used the face photography practice back in the day oh really yeah that's why there's little holes in it
0: Oh, uh, I didn't know yeah yeah he, he, he could have um, but yeah so much great art and I just appreciate it all like I I mean shit I love memes that's where like there's, <laughs> right, there's right. pages <laughs> mocking me like don't bother me like I think it's funny And uh, I love art, I love graffiti, I love architecture, I love, you know, I, I like landscape design. Like, I can find just joy in that shit. Right, right,
1: same. Yeah, that's where, like, the gun, when
0: I see the Honey Badger, where I talked to you about with the Honey Badger, the last things were the color of the plastics for the parts, and I spent so much time and weeks studying that, and what it should be, and where it would look good, and then the fix. You know, we drew the fix and we had the fix as an art piece, and I would look at it and modify it. And we started machining it, making 3D, either uh, rapid prototype or or, or real prototype parts of the fix. And we would assemble it, and I would look at it, modifying it, as long as it didn't affect usability and ergonomics. Like, I just wanted it to look right. You know, and to me, it's art. It's just like when I talked about in the past, you know Ducati motorcycles being beautiful or Ferrari you know they make yes. great race cars but their cars are beautiful and why shouldn't something be beautiful and you know the best, functional yeah, functional and, just the best function and and the highest quality like you can combine those things um but you can't do it with just like one mechanical engineer typically
1: right right i think you either do it right or you just don't Shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't say don't do it, but um, maybe take your time and thinking about it. Well, I mean, I think there's people
0: who will always be okay with Yankee Hill or Griffin or Jim Tech. These companies that, they're okay. Right. But, it, you know... Are uh, they the best... You know, it, it, and it's hard for people who aren't creative. You can't understand. But uh, man, I would freaking slip my wrist before I would, <laughs> before I would be any of those companies. Or I, I, would, would, I wouldn't even go in and like, try to get a job there. I couldn't do it. Like I, I, I would be so ashamed. It would be. I don't know what like that whole samurai thing is, where like you kill yourself when you have disgraced. Bushido, you. I believe. <laughs> yes. I'm not.
1: So, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but yeah, I, I think that's. That's it, what yeah. I would do. Like <laughs> I, I would freaking kill myself. I almost brought it a samurai sword for you today to look oh, at, nice. but uh, later or whatever.
0: All right. Um, what else? You got any other comments? This has been the longest podcast we've ever done. Yeah. Um, it's been a good time.
1: I don't, I, I mean, do I, I, what do we got here? Three, three, eight can got, approximately weigh.
0: for, you, you can ask those or you can ask me questions. Three thirty-eight can, it'll come, I mean, I don't know, maybe the end of this year, maybe the beginning of next year. Uh, it's a bigger cherry bomb. Uh, the The can's awesome. We prototyped it and shot it, um, but it's great. It's lightweight, relatively compact. It's a bigger cherry bomb. The mounting system's tits. Uh, you know, I mean, it's what you would expect from us. I would think.
1: Well, if anyone's like me, like they, I think they people would be amazed to see like how how small your stuff actually is compared to pictures and what you have in your head about something that I yeah. think that people really need to see it in, in person, you know, to like yeah. really appreciate what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we're not trying to get dollar
0: per pound around here. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to make hunting, shooting, um, you, you know, just easier and better for everyone. Uh, yeah well thank you because I think the same thing I mean I'm still amazed by the fixed rifle here we are three years later every time I see it I'm blown away right
1: I mean, still it still brings a smile to your face I mean it does
0: and, and I mean and I know and that's where I, you know I do feel very fulfilled in the fact that that's a gun for the next
1: 50 or 100 years
0: imagine I mean, that
1: yeah I mean, 100 years from now We'll be like, in our graves, our kids, 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 <laughs> kids, will be shooting the fix. Yeah. And then some guy will be thinking there, like, how do I make this thing better? Like, I just can't. Like, it's going to be tough. I mean, I think with that, like, the way you make it better is
0: there's two things. Manufacturing that doesn't exist now. Right. Or there's, yeah, case telescope or some, you know, the ammo is going to need to change before things get a lot better. But... But manufacturing's changing a lot, um, so that's also exciting. But you know, I don't know. I mean, I think you know if we're able to do a single digit percent of what John Browning's been able to do. Right. You know, he's got guns he did a hundred years ago that are still in service. Right.
1: Yeah, John Man, Browning was. Oh yeah. Unbelievable. What, yeah. What.
0: What. What a brilliant dude. And so if I can keep growing our team and keeping it, um, you know. Tighten these guys on task And developing You know Like maybe we can develop Some things that are um, You know Sort of held in that regard um, You know Because it's interesting to me too Like I always thought With John Browning When I read that When he did the 1911, he was very proud. And when he did the high power, he was like, well, I corrected things that were wrong with that. And the idea of just keeping an open mind in what we do today, maybe isn't what we do in 10 years from now. And that could just be, we get smarter. Like I see it every day with these guys and I applaud them for it. Um, They're just creative problem solving. They're getting better and better and better and better. And it just makes me so happy that what I committed to this place for them to be able to do it. But, and then, um, you know, some of it is you just learn so much that in a few years from now, you just think differently about things and you're more efficient right? or maybe technology changes and and you're able to adapt to that. Um, And I'm just never afraid to be wrong. That's what I see as a problem with most of the, most companies. And I don't think it's inherent just within our industry, although we have a lot of big egos in our industry, is that men that own companies it's very hard for them to do something new and say what they did before was wrong. Like, yeah, everything I've done before was wrong. (laughs) It was, it was maybe less wrong than what other people were doing, but it's not what I would do now. Right. Like advanced armament to me is my first kid. I'm very proud of it, but there's very few things there. I would do the, the same way. And I don't, and that doesn't mean I regret it. I don't regret anything in advanced armament but I've learned from it and I wouldn't do those things now. But, you know, most of the stuff they did is better than what's on the market. So I, I don't know how I argue with it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to beat myself up about it. Right. Like, you know, I wasn't I wasn't very smart when I was 19 or 25.
1: No, but like you said, like, the journey is, is almost better than the final destination when you get there uh, yeah. sometimes. You yeah, know? I don't know. What's you learn this, more. Yeah, what's
0: this final destination? I'm like 70 years old and right. sell it. <laughs> I sell it for like 100 million bucks. And like, what am I going to do? Like, all I'm going to want to do is either hunt or sit on a beach, which I could do now. Right, like, <laughs> right. You know, but I like uh, I like raising my kids, and I like developing new product and technologies and evolving things, and I I love seeing the excitement in these guys and the hard work, and I love them being so proud of what we're doing. Like I don't know, you know, I feel like I'm just passing the time until I get somewhere else. I don't know.
1: Right. Yeah. Would you Would you consider? Um how can I word this? Uh, would you consider like getting together with like other gun companies to? Um, I know like they're you know hard to find common ground with a lot of people. It's not like everyone's gonna get along in one room, right? But if you were to find a few guys, right, would you like to bring like more awareness of safety, um, like gun safety, to kids that don't and know anything about guns, like? Well, I think it's always good, but you know, with that being said, I would also
0: sponsor like kids being aware of like swimming pool safety (laughs) or, you you know, I'm also an advocate of kids not driving at 16 unless they're in like a rural area. Like my kids, we have where they grew up in Atlanta, we have a farm and my kids all started driving when they were like 10 years old because on our farm, private land, I started teaching them to drive. Yeah. Yeah. And because I want them to be better drivers when they get 16, they're on the road. You know, like I want my kids to live. Um, But, you know, I would also be very happy with not being able to get a driver's license till you're 18 or 20. I I mean, I would, anything that saves kids' lives, it's reasonable, I'm all for it. Like, I don't want to fill in all the swimming pools in the world. (laughs) But they're very dangerous for children. But I would love to teach all kids to swim when they're... You know, little, so they don't drown when they fall in a swim pool when they're seven years old. Whatever, right, you know? I agree. Um, so I don't know. I don't limit it to guns. Um, you know, there's all sorts of things: cars, swimming pools, toilets. Right, like <laughs> that's a good guns. answer. That's it, a good it, answer. <laughs> anything, like I, I, you know, mass shootings, like, like I asked. My son goes to a boarding school in the mountains of Vermont and he's dyslexic and has dyscalculia and dysgraphia and he's got a lot of learning differences and super, super smart kid which all the kids there are higher than average IQs and um, but they're isolated and I'm like, you know, and it's Vermont obviously with Bernie Sanders and all very liberal and so a lot of the teachers do not like me because, you know, the sole fact that I own a gun company. Right. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't really give a shit. Like, I don't, you know, like, guns aren't my focus in life. Like, I've found kind of my niche. I love guns. I love innovation. I love product. But it's not like, I, like, I don't typically carry a gun. I'm it's not just, the end-all,
1: be-all of that every not, situation.
0: I'm just not. But, you know, like, we have guns here to where if some nutcase busting in and started shooting, we could kill them. Right. And, and that's not for me or an ego. That's because, you know, like, I love the people that work here. Right. They have families and shit like that. And I asked them, like, well, what the fuck do you guys do at the school if you have an active shooter situation? They have no response, and it takes the PD 30 minutes to get there. So basically, every kid at the school is dead. I've been saying the same thing for a little bit Yeah, now. Which, which is stupid to me, and I'm like, you guys need to like get some teachers that are carrying guns. And But to me, it's like my son's been shooting since he's six years old. Like, he is so proficient with a firearm. Like, he's been shooting 1,000 yards since he's nine years old. So, I'm like, you guys ought to put a safe in his room with a with an AR. <laughs> and, like, have a rig for him to put right, on right. some mags. <laughs> like,
1: he could kill somebody. He'll do a better it. job than his teacher just standing oh, there. Oh, my God. If some idiot showed
0: up, like, freaking out, like, he could kill somebody a couple hundred yards away with iron sights. right? <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> like uh, yeah I mean it's better than his teachers so, yeah. so I don't know like anything that helps like kids and innocent people like I'm all for it but part of it too is they have to embrace it like if you're anti-gun so you don't want guns on campus and somebody shows up and shoots all of you that's your fucking problem
1: you right. know, to me I hate I, it for the kids the right. adults
0: it's it's like as an adult if 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 your, your son comes and spends the night with my kid and we're at the movies or we're home or we're at The ice cream stuff, anything that happens and there's a shooter or something that endangers his life, it's my responsibility as an adult to protect him.
1: Right. You know, you're not
0: there, so he's my responsibility. So, like, any means necessary. So, I always want to see that stuff, but, you know, it's hard to convince society. A lot of people only get convinced when it's their family or their problem.
1: Well, I, I I heard that Florida is trying to pass something right now that they're going to arm teachers that want to be armed. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah, what what's Israel do? You know, they're surrounded by people want to kill them. <laughs> right. those teachers
0: are armed. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Like I don't want to carry a gun every day, but I Same. certainly I certainly have access to them to protect my children. Right. And um, you know, and I think the school, especially for me, it's an unusual situation for my son to go to boarding school, but he lives with them It's their obligation to protect them and they're not protecting them right and i don't agree with that and it's a risk that i take sending them there mm. um, they should have security or you know the common sense thing is you get some teachers to carry guns like. right i don't know because uh, you know i i rely on them with to educate them and protect them and take care of them and kind of steer them in the right direction and that should all be part of it just like I said your son comes to my house and somebody there's some home invasion they're getting shot. Right. Thank you for protecting my son. Yeah it's
1: just it's, it's what it is. But for, for like see getting back to that right if you have if you're watching someone's son right like don't you agree that like the um, I mean the other parents like if say they're anti-gun and you have a gun to protect their kid who <laughs> He's kind of stuck in a catch-22, right? Well, I mean, yeah,
0: they're stupid. I wouldn't care about that. Like, right. I, I love their kid as a kid. I'd protect right. them no matter what their stupid parents said. Right. Like, and my, no matter how mad they get, it's my, like, I'm my, pulling this my, gun out if you come with a gun hey, to come hurt my kids. period. With, with that said, my kid's roommate, his roommate's mother, is um, works for the New York Times and is a writer. And she is incredible. She's pro-gun, right? (laughs) No. And her her husband, I forget, he's also a writer. They're very brilliant people. And he works for some other publication in New York. And they are so
1: anti-gun. They probably oh shit my when God. they heard that. Uh... Oh yeah, they, they they won't even
0: speak to me. They're so send, stupid. Send them some shirts, each t T-shirt. But you know their kid skates, and I'm cool with their kid, and their kids cool. Like whatever, I don't care. Like right. his, parent, his parents are fucking idiots. You can't I change. Some yeah, like I ain't, I ain't trying to do that. Yeah. But I tell you what, if I'm there and something happened on campus, like I'd murder somebody to protect their son. You know, right. I don't guess that's murder. But right, self-defense. Yeah, but. Like, I would totally think he's my responsibility. And, you know, and I would hope, although, you know, this kid's dad's a freaking idiot. You know, he's probably not going to do anything. he just call the police and then, you know. Hope oh, for the
1: best. Th- yeah,
0: that gives him enough pause where he's like, "Oh, well, it's on them. You know, no. Like, to me, I would risk my life to save their kids, even though they don't believe in the Second Amendment. Right. Um, you know, I don't care about them. But, you know, their kid's still young. He doesn't get to choose. Right. So, like, I would risk my life to save their kid. Um, so it is interesting, like, they are very opposed to my son having the Honey Badger sticker in them. <laughs> oh, you know, no, the stickers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just shit like that, you know?
1: Like, whatever. Oh, that's classic. Yeah. Well, oh, man. Anything else? No, I think... Yeah. I mean... No, man, what a great day. So, yeah, awesome. um,
0: dude, you're awesome and interesting, and it's been great having you here, and uh, thanks for helping me with the podcast. It's been the most entertaining one, almost three hours. Thank you for having me, Kevin. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, um, yeah, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, if you need anything, I don't know, you can send us a message. I'll try to reply. I run the social media typically, uh, or send, uh, anything more than I want to answer to info at live, dot com And, uh, Let's see what sponsors. We can have some pretend sponsors. Stoneface. If you ever come to New England, have some Stoneface IPA. Uh,
1: uh, it's also sponsored by uh, Dorchester uh, Window and Doro in Los okay. Angeles, California. Uh, <laughs> Patrick, free shout out for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, oh, that's cool. What else? Um, what else do we have here? Um, the, sponsored by um, the Down Bo- East Down cider. East cider. Down in Boston. The Boston, the best Boston. Get, yeah, the Boston Celtics, not the best basketball team you can get, but we're hoping. Um, the Bruins are still in it, yeah, yeah, okay, so go Bruins.
1: Um, oh well, we don't even need do to say anything for the Pats, they kick ass. I know, right? They got oh. every year, but yeah, no. go Pats anyway, yeah, and Grunt, he's retired. Is he
0: living his best life? I don't. Life. I don't even follow oh that shit God. half the time. All it's too is, much for me now. He's, he's at rap concerts on the beach nonstop. <laughs> he's he's the envy of every man. Oh man. Uh, anyway, well, I appreciate it. Thanks for listening.